0: I said welcome to welcome to the dirty sports podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Crano. Welcome to Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio. In Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey Prano.
2: Hello, Andy.
1: I had to reach over, man. It's always weird when we have someone in the middle. Yeah, what do I
2: do here? Move, for, move no. forward or backwards? You're great. I You're blocking me from Andy. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. His weird Nazi scalp. Man.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Your Come barber
2: on. got greedy, man. Yes.
1: Yeah. Coming out the <laughs> gate hot.
2: You look but, like Michael Rappaport in fucking... Higher learning? Higher learning.
1: Well, the guest to my left and to your right, my good buddy, coming back on the show. Our good
2: buddy. God, what a, just get marginalized over here? <laughs> Chad I can't, Cutter. I can't be friends with Chad?
0: My buddy, Chad Cutter. Hello, Dirtballs. Glad to be back. Is it? this is your first time on camera? Yeah, I think so. And I think this is my first time with Joey also, because usually it's just me and you back in Cincy. You, you, a little, You a little nervous? Yeah. I, no, I think I'm in good hands here. I'm a li- it's a little weird being here in the middle, like between you two. I'm yeah. worried of like, do I have to go skiing at some point? So it's a li- <laughs> Cutter has get a made solid <laughs> double hand job joke out of the way. <laughs> Cutter has get- made sea legs. <laughs> Cutter has
1: made easily Prano five skiing jokes <laughs> since yesterday about being in the middle between us.
0: Well, I didn't have to go with any clumsy pelican jokes, so that's a good thing. What's
1: the clumsy pelican?
0: It's when you're in the mi- or when someone's in the middle and on both sides. Two hands and one hand in, or the mouth in the middle. So, the whole thing kind of looks like a clumsy pelican. I'll try to do it on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, I did see this performed once on a bus to uh, the Keeneland Horse Racetrack in Lexington, Kentucky. You was, watched a girl
2: qu- give two hand jobs and blow a dude. Yeah, Final it was, it was
0: on a school bus seat. If you can imagine that, I can't. And I can't even. <laughs> it, it was quite clumsy, so it kind of worked out well. Wow, we're coming out hot
1: tonight, bro. You, these Sunday night podcasts. I
2: mean, you, Ruth, are you just moving on through that? You're just like, all right, well, I guess that's that story. <laughs> like,
1: So on the way, so how far is Keeneland? Because, okay, just so everybody knows, from Cincinnati, that's like a big thing, right? People go to Keeneland, the, the horse track?
0: Yes, it's only open in, I believe, April and October. So and people just to- get smashed. Oh, it's a festival of blackout drunkenness.
1: So you're on this bus, like a school bus, and a girl is just
0: going to town on three dudes. Yeah, we we called her the CSL girl, the Cincinnati Sports League girl, because she played like softball, kickball, and all the leagues at once. So like she got around. (laughs) So she 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 went from being the CSL girl to the clumsy pelican.
2: Man, racetracks really bring out the fucking the grimy folks. All around. You just, you just see you just just see it from all angles. I worked at a racetrack for a while, and I used to be up in the crow's nest shooting the races on camera. Oh, really? Which one? Uh, Yonkers Raceway, the fine, <laughs> okay. the fine harness track in Yonkers. And w- my favorite thing to do is, in between races, when we were just showing the odds, I would... Uh, point the camera down at the apron where, like, all of the fucking degenerates are hanging out, and then I would, like, use my mic to go down to the control room and just riff on the degenerates, like, start zooming in on a family, like, look at this guy, ruining his fucking son's life, taking him to a racetrack, spending his fucking schoolbook money.
1: That's a good little nugget I never knew about you. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I worked, uh, I worked in the broadcast department there, and you're supposed to, like, do... There's, like, a couple of different jobs you can be like the graphics guy or you can like direct the whole show or you do the sound um but i always tried to get put on just up in the booth by myself and i would shoot the races and there was a tv in there and you would put the tv on so you could see what you're shooting so you could see your live shot um but in between races there's like 20 minutes between races i would just put on like the knicks game and i would just sit up there and it's it's a lot of times it would be super cold in the winter, so there's a big like garage door that you'd pull down so that uh, in between races you didn't freeze. And then I'd just watch Nick's basketball, and then for 10 minutes I'd shoot a fucking horse race. Not a bad One gig. time I followed the... like. So the first time I ever shot it, I followed the horses all the way around. You're supposed to follow the horses twice. They do two loops. And then when you come to the finish line, you stop at the finish line. So yeah. You don't, You don't follow the horse leader anymore so they can see everybody... And I was, like, following the horses, and then I follow the the leader as he goes by. And, I mean, the degenerates who didn't know who finished, like, fifth and sixth for their super-duper-fecta. Like, I heard guys underneath me in the thing like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Like, just guys who bet two bucks on the first six finishing.
0: Well, then I got a question for you, Joe. What is better people watching, at a horse track or on Venice Boardwalk?
2: I mean, there's... Probably Venice Boardwalk. There's such a wide range of people. Yeah. But at a horse track, you're definitely like, it is. It's like only the homeless people <laughs> of the Venice Beach Boardwalk. <laughs> it's like only the trash.
0: We saw a bum fight today. It was the greatest thing ever for me. Like there, One of the guys was swinging a skateboard and then just chucked it at him. And Ruther was all upset. He wants to return the bikes. So I'm like... I think I pulled a Jay Cutler on you. Don't care. <laughs>
1: well, I was, I was like, well, you're almost, you know, I had my own bike. I said, look, dude, your thing's going to be up in two hours. You don't want to be five minutes over and they're going to charge you an extra 10 bucks. Yeah. Like, I, so I was saying, and the thing is, we're so used to it. You know, it, it was in like the grassy knoll area and he sees these bums going at it and he just stops his bike. And the,
2: the transportation weapon is always a thing, like the skateboard, <laughs> yeah. somebody throwing a bike at you. scooter. so these bums start
1: fighting, and everybody on the bike path is stopping. But again, Prando you and I are so used to bums fighting.
2: I mean, out my window, there's two chicks that are both like definitely fucking mental, and they get into a fight all the time, and every time it's the same fight, one girl accuses the other girl of stealing her bike or her phone. And when I I don't know if I've told this story on the show before, but the greatest thing that I've ever seen is one girl goes, "You have my fucking phone," and she's like, "I don't have your phone." She's like, "Yeah, you do. You took it." She's like, "I don't have your fucking phone." She so the one girl goes, "It's in your fucking jacket, you bitch," and she takes off her jacket and she's like, "Fucking," she's like, "Check my jacket, you dumb bitch." So she fucking shakes out the jacket. She's like, it's in your fucking shirt. And the girl like literally takes off her shirt and is in a bra and throws her fucking shirt on. She's like, check it out. I have your fucking phone, you dumb slut. <laughs> and then she's like, it's in your fucking pants, you whore. <laughs> she fucking takes her pants off and she's standing there in a bra and panties and throws it. And the girl's like, I fucking told you I didn't have it. And I'm like, well, this is, I guess that's it for this fight. And the girl literally goes, "It's in your fucking pussy!" <laughs> and the girl pulls her underwear down and fucking bends over and touches her toes. Do you think that was the end game? Like, yeah, I don't know. And then she's like, "All right, I guess you don't fucking have it." And then they just fucking walked away. Was she hot? No, they're both they're uh, obviously home I mean, but they're both like relatively normal-looking chicks that like have just gone are so far gone. Like they probably would be like cute enough if they were cleaned up.
0: My question is: When you hear their incoherent rambling at each other and yelling, when they're just like, <laughs> do you think they understand each other at that level? Like they almost have their own form of communication. Yeah, for sure. Because to me, I can't, I can't disseminate what they're saying at all. And I'm like, I wonder if they understand each other.
2: Eventually, like, like I'll try to ignore it. You're like, oh, it's two people arguing. It's gonna stop. And then a lot of times it's incoherent, and then it goes on so long that you you drop in. And you're like, oh, now I totally know what's happening. <laughs> like I've, I'm well, ten minutes into this conversation. Well, guys, look,
1: you know me. I love some banter about homeless people in Venice. I could do that for days. But we got a lot going on in sports world. So let's get to it. World Series just ended. Socks in five. Pretty dominating series. They looked amazing. Uh, Joe, look, this is all yours. Dave Roberts bumbling his way through another World Series with an extremely deep and talented roster. Have at it.
2: I mean, what's left to say? I've, I've said it all the way up to this point, and I've said it over and over and over again just because people refuse to accept it. And are like, no, he's fucking great. I, I put my at name and Roberts into Twitter and search. I've been saying this since his first season, 2016. And I actually, I was thinking about it too. I'm like, I, I tried to like trace this back in my head to where this came from. I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to Dave Roberts. Um, on the day-to-day basis in 2016. But I remember standing out like in some national games. I was like, Oh, this guy's fucking doesn't know what he's doing. And then in the, in the postseason that year, I remember being like, Oh, this guy like legit doesn't know what he's doing. And then, I said, oh, you know, it's just year one, like he could, maybe he'll figure it out, and it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. And it's it's just an overmanaging disaster. And at this point, I mean, when Shabelli's texting me fire Roberts, first of all, like I said, w- we're going to need a bigger L-chain, but also <laughs> but also like if Shabelli's crossed over, no one else, like there's no one left, right? She fired. Yeah. Like, if Shaboring is no longer. L. If Shaboring's not on the Dave Roberts. I mean, he actually said to me at one point, he's like, I'm kind of rooting for Roberts because I like the Roberts family. I'm like, Jesus. Like, how deep does your love of Dave Roberts go? But if he's come a- across the aisle, who's left?
1: Well, I guess I should pose this question. If you had a different manager for this Dodgers team, how differently do things play out? And I guess it depends on the manager, of course. Sure. Like, but,
2: I mean, think about the difference between just this series, they lost 3-1. One game... 4-1. At any, right, 4-1. But I'm saying, going tonight, there was, it was 3-1, oh, right? Okay. So one So, at, at any point, one game difference is the difference between losing and being in a tie series. Sure. Even they win tonight, it's 3-2. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it's everything. I mean, you're
0: basically... If he was one game better, it's a completely different series. Now, do you put any of this on the higher-ups, like the GM? I mean, it seems to me, yeah, it is a lot of it's Robert's fault, but maybe he's kind of the lightning rod and the scapegoat because they gave him a lot of pieces, obviously. Sure. And I feel like they have a lot more control over the lineup card on a day-to-day basis than we might think. But basically, my question to you would be, do you think maybe they're kind of using him as a pawn in case they do lose? That's fine. That I and.
2: Okay, if that's the blame, that's fine. But then that's like almost still on Dave Roberts, right? Like you're gonna take a managerial job where you're not gonna you're not gonna say I'm making the lineup every
0: day. Well that's well, just saying we don't know how much control they have And Listen, I'm not defending Dave right. Roberts by any stretch of the imagination, but I think this is kind of the new trend in baseball is to have less control for the managers, more control for the nerds and the the general management's almost like they're just out to blame him and, like, they can get away with it.
2: Sure, but have – I mean, I can't imagine that the nerds are calling down to the dugout and saying, like, it's time to take Rich Hill out. Like, at some point I, – I said uh, – again, I searched my name. It goes all the way back to just, like, bullpen mismanagement. Like, w- what the fuck was he doing taking Baez out, taking Hill out, taking like they're the just the bullpen mismanagement alone
1: well let's talk about tonight because to me the difference of managerial style could not have been more evident you had someone like david price and david price was pitching a great game but in my opinion i even said to cutter i go holy shit it kind of hit me i go david price is still in in the eighth because to me if dave roberts is his manager I don't think he sees those those first pitches of the eight. Now he walked he did he walk about or get, give up a hit, so then he got pulled. But do you see my point is I
2: mean, Rich Hill yesterday had one earned run, but he didn't even give up the hit. Like he got charged a run for yeah. a guy that was on base. They they that was the comeback game. They blew that whole game open. The second Rich Hill But that's my point off is AM. that
1: it, it's having this this short leash, in a way, of you're just so ready to pull somebody.
2: But th- that's the problem with Roberts all along. He's not even consistent with his own stupidity. He's got a short leash with some guys, a long leash with other guys. He, the One of the first tweets I had ever about him was that he let Kershaw pitch into the, you know, bat for himself in the seventh and then pulled him in the eighth. It's like, what, you know, what the fuck are you doing? Just be consistent. Oh, you're the guy that goes to the bullpen early every day. Fine, yeah, be that guy. But it's like, oh, then he lets Kershaw pitch too long, and then it, it, like he just doesn't. The bottom line is he doesn't know what he's doing. And if there's the analytics and whatever, have a, a balance. Have a balance of analytics and a gut, and just being like, I was in the locker room. How many stories have we heard from coaches, managers over the years? Like, I just felt like it was his day. Yeah. I saw, I saw the look in his eyes. Sure. I knew, you had you a know. sixth sense. Yeah.
1: Well, look, I agree. Obviously, we have a lot to talk about. I do want to go back to game four, the 18-inning, the longest yeah. game in World Series history. We got to bring it up, man. I'm going to look in the camera for this one. Dodgers fans, I don't know. Look, actually, I've already prefaced it on Twitter. Here's what I'm going to say. Dodgers fans left that game a lot. I'd say like 20 to 25% left that game at around 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. I got to say... Inexcusable. But hold on real quick. I do have a theory, though, behind that. I'm going to stick up for my Mexican friends because I think
2: that... I mean, your theory is not based in anything.
1: I have zero things. I have zero proof. This is my theory. I took a screenshot, put it on Twitter. Lots of empty seats, right? Lots of empty seats in the 14th inning, which, again, was only... It was six it was about six hours into the game, but it was only eleven o'clock out here in LA. I think that's all the rich white people who bought the expensive World Series seats who aren't the diehard Dodgers fans, they're the ones who left. That's my theory. There's there's nothing there's no physical evidence to base that off of. That's just my Andy Ruther hot take. Regardless, it's disgusting. It's I mean, despicable. you could certainly
2: look, you know, you could take a screenshot and look at the upper deck and the bleachers versus the lower bowl. That's my point. Yeah.
0: Well, that's my point that I wanted to add to. We saw today; it was a lot of Red Sox fans. There I think today. that was more
2: yes a- offensive than them leaving an eighteen inning game early. Th- game five of the World Series, you let you let the Red Sox take over your stadium.
1: How what percentage? We were trying to debate this. Me and Cutter watching the game. I said, I bet you twenty five percent of the fans. I tonight. think it's more. I thought thirty five.
2: I, I, yeah, I would say thirty five. Yeah, me too. I'd say I would say at least a third. When when he hit that home run. uh Early in the game, when Pierce hit that home run, that was. You heard a roar. That's what I was saying. You heard a roar. I mean, how much of a roar? Like, Dodger Stadium holds what? 55,000? Yeah, 56,000. Like, you're not. Like, you're talking about a roar of of what? 15,000 people?
1: Yeah. And then when David Price left,
2: he yeah. got a standing ovation. And I got to say, to me, that's shameful because. I don't care that it's five1 I I, or I don't care that they I'm sorry that they lost you know in in five games I I went knowing I went to game five in 2015 knowing the Mets were likely gonna lose knowing that I was probably gonna watch the Kansas City Royals celebrate on our field. I went knowing that because I said, but what if they don't?
0: The idea that Dodger fans are like fuck it we're, or it's over. But that's the difference going back to what Andy was saying about, you know, the rich people. They're used to that level of entertainment. If any of the three of us got to go to a World Series game, we're saying the whole thing because that's, you know, it's great. We're at the World Series. But it, when you outprice something like that, that's the result you get.
2: But even even the rich people, like, you would think that the rich people are like, Oh, I don't need to fucking sell my ticket on a secondary market for game five. That's a good point to, make, too. N- to make money back on my season tickets. I, I don't think that that was like a financial decision as much as a, it's over. I don't want to fucking go to, like, we've already lost this World Series. Well, we lo- Which to me, like, you, I, I know it's not really punishable, but like, being like if there was a sports czar it should be punishable like if you give away your World Series tickets to the opposing team you sell your tickets on SeatGeek to the opposing team dude you don't get tickets next year
0: some some fan bases are doing that I think I read something about the Denver Broncos trying to uh, curtail that by being able to call out visiting teams opponents in season ticket holders places and I love that concept we
1: looked at tickets last night Cutter and I, of course, on SeatGeek for game five. And, and we actually made a mistake. We should have pulled the trigger at about midnight last night on SeatGeek. You could get decent level seats for game five. Two tickets for like combined 450 bucks. That's cheap. World Series, game five. And we should have pulled the trigger. We, bo- we both said in our heads, if this is around $500 total when we wake up, we're going to buy the tickets Because, you know, it'd be fun to go to a World Series game. Uh, And clearly all those tickets were bought up by Red Sox fans. It's pathetic. Uh, Yeah, it It, is. I mean, it's it's a let me just put this way to any Dodgers fans out there. I'm not trying to go at Dodgers fans. I don't really care. I go to a lot of Dodgers games, as you guys know, every year. I love Chavez Ravine. I love the stadium. I love the atmosphere. But that is a bad, bad look. In general, today, between the Dodgers game being all Red Sox fans and the Rams game being all you know Packers fans, which I basically knew was going to happen, it's just not a good look for L.A.
2: However, And also, by the way, the prices you're talking about are ridiculously reasonable World Series tickets. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely. That's like,
2: that, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. It's, it's, it's just, I mean, look.
0: Especially, it's not even a
2: Dodger fan thing. It's an L.A. thing. Yeah. It always has been. Fans here are garbage.
1: They are. But the good news is, if you want to be a fairweather fan at a Rams game or a Laker game or a FC LA, whatever they're called, or LA Galaxy, Dodgers fans or not Dodgers fans, I mean LA fans, you can hop on SeatGeek, isn't yeah. that right, or if,
2: or if you're a fan of the visiting team, you probably get great cheap seats on SeatGeek because Dodgers and Rams and Kings fans ain't, going.
1: Yeah, I was on SeatGeek last night. I'm actually looking ahead. For Rams games, I think I'm going to go to both Seattle and uh, Eagles games. Those are the next two Rams home games. I think I'm going to go to both, and I'm going to get those tickets on SeatGeek because Dirtballs, as you know, all you guys get twenty dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code Dirty today. That's promo code Dirty for twenty dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek Life's an event. We have the tickets.
2: Uh, before we move on from the World Series, I do want to say the, we got to give a little bit of credit to the Red Sox. As I do I was just going to say well. that we
1: got to we got to talk Red Sox. Best
2: record in the history of the Red Sox. Best team want, ever. Yeah, can we say that this is the best team that's ever in baseball history for saying?
1: the for the Boston Red Sox? Sure, we can say this is this is the best team that that they've ever had as an organization. I
2: mean, you know, Rutherisms would say that a different team had swept. The world series but uh i would say that yeah the team in their history that had the best record and was a champion yes yeah best regular season record i mean and they were saying it and the red sox were saying it so like you know the owner was saying it. yes i'm comfortable saying it
0: okay did you guys see their world series record since the 2004 series i think they're overall 12 and 3 with four titles and i think they swept two of them and did that that's pretty damn impressive
2: yeah I tweeted on uh, Dirty Slides, What? and this is a serious question, when do the Red Sox pass the Yankees in World Series? Before or after Jeter dies?
0: It's 27-9 now. Well, Jeter doesn't have Jose Fernandez's old boat down there in Miami, does he? <laughs> Let's too hope soon. not. Yeah. <laughs> too soon, Cutter, too soon.
1: Uh, here's the thing. Well, first of all, I hate those twenty-seven rings.
2: Uh, agreed.
1: I mean, how many of the Yankees' twenty-seven rings happened before people of color could play in baseball
2: or color television, for that matter?
1: I mean, you know my theory on that. I, I think all these baseball records, until baseball was integrated, it's bullshit. And any sport that didn't allow a certain group of people to play, those records are a fucking sham. Um, I don't think. I don't think they. They do not. Like, are you being serious? I am. They, the Red Sox, will not surpass twenty-seven rings until Derek
2: Jeter or Derek Jeter dies. I mean, Derek Jeter's probably got what forty more years of life left
1: until that fucking all them fucking STDs catch up fam. I mean, that's like,
2: <laughs> yeah, but uh, but seriously, like, first of all, he's uh, he's um, he's mega wealthy, right? He's a former athlete. Yeah, he probably lives till he's what eighty-five. Yeah, he's got at least forty years left. So, I mean, pacing. They just got to outpace them at like, you know, to a decade.
1: Yeah. I don't think it'll happen, though. I don't think it'll it'll happen at all. Comment section's on fire tonight, by the way. Shout out to everybody on YouTube. Comment section's on fire. I see all the jokes about my hair, about my forehead. Cool. I see some jokes about... Guys, we we have a rundown. FY, all all you critics in there, if if you see us looking up, we're looking at... There's a rundown.
2: because Why? Somebody say, why do they keep looking up?
1: Yeah, there's just there's just there's just critics. Everyone's everyone's a critic out there. Are there
0: any jokes in there about uh, American history X about your hair? Oh yes, there were. There, were okay, some, thanks, there was okay. Thanks, guys. I've been some, doing that all there weekend. There were some
1: definite American history X jokes. By the way, before we move on uh, to some other topics, I did have a conversation today in Santa Monica.
2: You're just you've totally embraced the neo-Nazi culture. <laughs>
1: no, Cutter and I pulled pulled along the side, right past. You know, we're just north of the Santa and Monica Pier.
2: And ended up curbing somebody?
1: And uh, <laughs> a, gr- a group of cyclists, like a gang of them, you know how they are, like 10 of them, all wearing the same outfits. She goes, hey, get out of the way to me and Cutter. You're blocking Wh- our...
2: Where, wait, where were you?
1: They're basically getting off the bike path to go on another one, but it's not like we weren't in the middle of the bike path. Yeah, we're definitely
0: out of the way, like, moved out of the way, like, talking. Because I told Cutter,
1: make sure you're out of the way. We're both looking at our phones on stuff, and she goes, hey, get out of the way, and they're all like, hey, you're out of the way. And then my comment back, which I really didn't think was mean, I go, oh, no, it's the end of the world. You have to move around us. That's all
0: I said. And then the girl goes, fuck off. No, they went in a line because they're like a racing team or whatever going a past racing us. Racing team, I love yeah. it. Nothing,
2: Each nothing killer, bothers me more than seeing the cyclists who have like a fucking sponsored jersey on. Like yes, they were they were not fucking paying you.
1: So I go, oh no, it's the end of the world. And then the other girl goes, fuck off. And then I go, you fuck off. And then some cheddar dick like three rows you in back of him. Gotta go to a sound
2: bath, bro. Some <laughs> cheddar
1: dick in back of him goes, you? He was a white guy who said it too, which made it so funny. He goes, what would you say, homie? And I told Cutter, I go, let them stop. Like, I would love 10 bikers to try to fucking fight me right there. Biker gang. Like, <laughs> like what are you going to do? Like, you're not going to do anything. You, you're literally locked into your fucking bike. You probably can't even get off, you fucking losers. And there I, is nothing what, I what? hate worse. Let me just say this. There is nothing. You can't even
2: get off. You can't even get off. You guys can't nothing, come, you fucking cycle so There is nothing worse.
1: You, let me ask you this. Is there anything worse than, like, bicyclist gang? There, like, CrossFit people don't even compare any other sort of person who's into like physical stuff. People who ride bikes and wear Lance Armstrong outfits fucking. I don't know kill one yourself. time I
2: was on the bike path and some CrossFit guy was rolling a tire by and that was a little aggressive. But. Do
0: you know what you should have done is you should have challenged these cyclists to uh a cycling supremacy battle. The loser can never ride their bikes again on the beach boardwalk. There, <laughs> a bunch
1: of fucking cucks is what they were. It was a fucking gang of
0: cucks. Uh, by the way, I like that you have
2: you you've gone with the shaved head and you've got your flag and anthem. They're sort of like booties. Like you're, you've you've gone full American history X here.
1: <laughs> I in a way thought that when I put these on. By the way, this is a great flag and anthem outfit. You don't want to be. We're not, we're, I don't want to be saying that. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But come
2: on. No, they're great. When you had hair, they were completely normal. (laughs) If you have hair out there, definitely get these shoes at (laughs) (laughs) FlagAnthem.com.
1: Unbelievable. Well, we did have some some good entertainment last night. We all went to the Navy-Notre Dame game down at, I want to say Qualcomm. It's the SDCC Stadium.
0: CCU,
2: Yeah. S-D-C-C-U. I tagged it Qualcomm on Instagram because fuck you. I don't know what it is.
0: And it was easy to remember because that was the only sponsor on the entirety of the stadium. That's yeah, the only was sign just, that was, it was up just anywhere. S D
2: C C U and Toyota.
0: We gotta discuss
1: Qualcomm. Let's just keep calling it Qualcomm. Qualcomm sure. Stadium.
2: Sure. Let's call it fucking Jack Murphy. So it's called it the Murph.
1: The Murph. We get down there. Let's just let's just start from the top. We enter the stadium. The joke I've always made at every pro stadium or fucking arena is they always have too many people working parking. It's always the joke. This stadium was one of the very few they didn't have enough. Right, Prano?
2: Uh I mean like, I, I think I think they had enough. They didn't I'm not sure I'm not sure more. Poorly qualified people Would have helped the situation They definitely had Some stupid people Some lady let us Just go down a fu- fucking road She was like You need a pass Like as we passed by <laughs> yeah. Like she was like a Somebody in a horror movie I was like Don't go in there You need a pass And then we we're like Fucking had to turn around And go back out So it's, it's just a zoo To park I gotta say I know You've been very critical Of the Chargers I know you have some statistics About the Chargers And their money And all that But like to defend the Chargers a little bit, and Spanos, who I know is pretty indefensible, it's a goddamn nightmare. Like, he, he wanted to not play there anymore, and I got to say, yeah, well, I, I agree. Well, here, I agree. It's a fucking dump. I agree. It's run horribly. They have 1970s fucking TV screens. Can we talk about the graphics? I mean, it's a joke. It's still square TV, it's, square it's Jumbo It's Trump.
1: yellow lights,
2: like, it's an old-school fucking scoreboard.
1: Dude, I went and I looked it up when I got home. I couldn't resist. I went on Wikipedia. I looked it up. Their scoreboard system has not been updated since 1996. So even when they couldn't get a new stadium. But, you know, you want to talk about Spanos. Bro, you're an NFL owner. Put $10 million of your own money to get a new scoreboard.
2: Okay, but the argument with that is is like... Do it.
0: Yeah, but fucking you, do it. Yeah, but no you know, other owners are doing that though. So, so,
2: but yeah, it's the equivalent of saying like change like, you know, get a new toilet in here for yourself. Like, you have a landlord and a, and no one else is replacing their fucking toilet. Why would you buy a new toilet for yourself? Literally no stadium is anybody doing
0: that. So, of course he's going to go somewhere else. Well, here's what I've seen The only thing I can think of to compare it with is the Cleveland Browns in the 90s when they had that stadium, and they wouldn't do one thing to clean it up. was that uh, Municipal Stadium? Yeah, and just both sides dug in their heels so far. We're like, okay, we clearly can't play in this obsolete stadium, but we can't build you another one. And both sides, one wants the new stadium. The other one won't do it. The county won't do anything to upgrade it. Once you get to that point of impasse is when you get the situation of the Browns leaving and the Chargers leaving. Well, dude, it was a disaster. I mean, Prado, you hit it on the spot when you
1: said, I feel like I went in a time machine. Yeah. Like, we went in a time machine back to 1996. They would, the announcer wouldn't even say the down and distance. Now, it was technically a Navy home game. He'd go, third down.
2: I mean, I think that was a Navy thing. Fourth down. It wasn't, he was saying that. And then there was a horn that blew that was apparently supposed to get you hyped up for the defense. I, I don't think that was some sort of. I don't think uh, they didn't have enough money for him to do the down and distance. You know what I mean? So
1: we discussed they had they had open spots in their stadium for advertisers.
2: Um, the seventy five percent of the sponsorship areas were blank. You but know- they also don't pay, play anything there. They play San Diego State home games and fucking you know one Navy game a year.
0: When was the last year of the Philadelphia Veterans Stadium? Because that's uh, what it reminded me of most. Yeah, that's
2: like probably early 2000, like late 90s, early 2000.
0: Because it was that stadium from yeah. that area. And
1: well, the, the thing is, we, they had a lot of open advertisements. So Prano and I started discussing, what if we advertise dirty
2: sports at like a minor league ballpark? I did a little research on that today. So did I. It's, a little, it's out of our price range. Really? Yeah. Like a w- outfield
0: wall is like $20,000 for the year. At a minor league ballpark? Yeah. Is that pretty standard? Because I imagine it's pretty different. Like all kinds so of cities the, have yeah. single, single So, $20,000 to advertise? Basically,
2: you would think absolutely that. But now there's a – just in the last couple of years, there's a thing that minor league baseball is doing, M-I-L-B, um, is doing where you can essentially buy – Owner, you could buy sponsorship at all the stadiums. You know what I mean. So if you want, if you're a company, if you're a Budweiser, you could say, "Hey, we want an outfield wall," and you could buy it across minor league baseball. So they've sort of um, done this thing where they brought all the teams together, and now you're purchasing it through like minor league baseball. I I didn't find uh you know price quotes for like on a team by team basis, and then there was also one. I think I saw the Greensboro Bats prices and they were also pretty ridiculous like a concourse sign for the year is five thousand dollars It's like if you're walking on the concourse
0: some bullshit I does mean, any of that money go to those players who don't make minimum wage down there at i'm sure levels? that they do yeah
1: so you're saying we can't put dirty sports on an
2: outfield i mean wall. i also know we have some dirt balls that work at minor league uh f- work for minor league teams so maybe we can get you know a discount a dirt ball discount
1: I like my idea of just having, like, a dirty sports day at a minor league park where every person in attendance gets a dirty sports koozie. Everybody who walks in a
2: stadium gets a dirty sports koozie. I mean, you could do that on your own. Right? You don't even need the the ball club to approve. Just, yeah. Just start fucking handing out koozies.
1: You don't know, you know, think they care? I
0: don't think anyone would really question it. I mean, Yeah. People put flyers on cars. But back to the game we went to, uh, aside from the stadium being obsolete, I had a great time. It was a fun game watching Notre Dame roll. I really liked the pageantry of you know a Navy football game. They had a flyover. They had people jumping into the stadium on parachutes. That was kind of cool. To see. Oh, we got to
1: talk about that. Navy fucking Seals. Navy Seals. Four of them. Or was it six?
2: I think it was at least four. There was, two was a two set of them of came two. together. Two of them came as like uh, Ace and Gary. Yeah, they were all
0: pretzled together until yeah. like the last moment there.
1: Navy SEALs during halftime, by the way, this is at night, guys. I've never seen anything like this. Navy SEALs fucking parachuted in during nighttime, perfectly on the field. I was losing my
2: mind. These are the dudes who go in and kill people I mean, let's be honest. You were really high, and you were losing your mind about just about everything. Okay. You're like, this guy's not even saying the down in distance. What the fuck is happening here? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, fucking Navy SEALs dropping it now. This is crazy.
1: (laughs) I was pretty baked. I was losing my mind. Telling you, there's nothing better than getting stoned and going to a sports event. It's way better than being drunk. I was telling Cutter that last night. I'm like, you missed it, man. You 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 eat some edibles. You take everything in, all your senses are heightened. There's Navy Seals dropping
2: from the fucking sky. Bro, I I th- mean th- C- Cutter saw that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it way wasn't bad. a hallucination. No, you
0: know? what was impressive is maybe you were too stoned to realize there's wiring all over the field from your, the overhead camera because it was probably a national broadcast. Uh, I and saw. like them dodging those wires was yeah, impressive. Yeah, they all had to do the same kind of loop in and come down on the same
2: side. It was pretty impressive. Yo. They, they, I mean they all hit I'm not joking. They all landed on the field within a five-yard radius of of one another. It was amazing. Pretty great.
1: But that's what makes you think, like, these are the baddest
2: of the baddest dudes. Yeah, the SEALs. These are the dudes who are like, fucking Bin Laden got that, bitch. It's funny because I had the exact opposite thought when the game started about, like, our military. I was watching them. I was watching Navy's football team just get dwarfed by Notre Dame. And I was like, yeah, you know, back in the day when we were fucking storming the beaches, uh, you know, in World War II, Army was winning the national title in football. and Heisman and, trophies. Yeah, and now, you know, they fucking are middle of pack Patriot League teams, and they're just getting destroyed. It's like, makes me think about our military now. It's just like a bunch of guys who couldn't make a fucking college football team going overseas.
1: Until you saw those fucking Navy SEALs drop in, bro. Yeah.
2: Those guys are like the fucking 12 dudes. Yeah. How he's, like, I, he's like, I probably could have played at Alabama, but I just wanted to kill fucking Haji, so I'm a <laughs> SEAL. However, I will say, we, we were surrounded by cucks.
1: It was it was a cuck-friendly zone. It
2: was a cuck bonanza.
1: It was a cuck There were some Notre Dame cucks that were attempting to do push-ups every time Notre Dame scored, and uh, I couldn't stop saying the word cuck. I still can't stop saying it. In fact, I now, the line is blurred for me. What is a cheddar dick and what is a cuck? It's pretty similar to me.
0: Well, is cuck going to replace cheddar dick for you? No. They- See,
2: I don't. Th- to me, they're not similar. Explain. I mean, t- they're similar, but like.
0: What's the difference between a cuck and a cheddar dick? To me,
2: I think like a-, a cheddar dick can be somebody that has. Like, here, I think a cheddar dick, a cuck can be a cheddar dick, but a cheddar dick doesn't necessarily have to be a cuck. Ah, You know what I mean? Okay, a, explain that. Like, a cuck's more of like a pussy, like a little bitch. A cheddar dick's just kind of a fucking... I mean, you guys are the cheddar dick guys. So, I mean, you you're, you brought cheddar dick to my world. The way I've always kind of... Well, let's, let's use an example. Darren Rovell is a total cheddar dick. And probably a cuck. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cuck and cheddar dick, for sure. Can He's a, f- a total cheddar dick, and his wife probably fucks a dude on the side,
0: you know? Yeah. Can a female be a cuck? Yeah, I think
2: so. I think so, too. Yeah.
0: yeah we had this like discussion Like, the triggered tonight.
2: girls, and the guy's like, I'm just fucking sick of so this. They're like, I just want a fucking whore who fucks. Goes <laughs> yeah. like,
1: but, but what about, like, the woman who knows her man's banging a side piece and just allows it and doesn't have the balls to even bring I mean, it up? I mean,
0: that's
2: the definition of a cuck, That's right? what I'm
0: saying. Then she's a cuck. Right. But watch out for that woman. She's going to get even somehow. You don't want to know how that's coming out. Oh, a lot of cucks, man. There's Notre Dame. Although,
1: there were Navy fan cucks, too. I mean, it was a cuck bonanza. That's all I'm saying. Navy Notre Dame is the cuck bowl.
2: I mean, the guys next to us were ridiculous. That's, what, that's when I really started to get, like, I mean, I already have, like, military issues. But, like, when the, when the guys next to me told me they played football at Navy, I was like, Jesus.
1: Wait, wait. who who played football at Navy? The
2: guy who left to fucking start a bonfire and his, fucking, <laughs> and his think, cuck bros. I don't think Me, he,
0: you were bigger than him. I know, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that guy they played were, football at and Navy. And the guy with
2: the beard apparently played at Navy as well. The guy with the beard had like the fox hat.
1: You, you know what I noticed though? What's good for us is when we're around cucks, we, we're non-cucks, so we stand out. Did you notice how quickly those girls started hanging out with us? I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, like, the one girl instantly puts her fucking hand on my knee. She's like, excuse me, I'm Jen, by the way. Uh, can we sit next to you guys? And I'm like, yeah, we're not. I mean,
2: c- they, like, they, we legit cucked those dudes. Like, that was that was when we made it official. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we took your women. We got what, cucked.
0: What was your line? I, I forget what it was, but it was pretty damn funny when she sat next to us. And you go, so, what do you? What was your line? You said, said, so, what, do you, what did you do in the she, Navy? She wore a Navy hat. So, yeah, okay. Well,
2: yeah, she wasn't... There, there was like a split. Like, some of them were rooting for Navy and some of them were rooting for Notre Dame. And she's like, she's rooting for Notre Dame, which I took to mean that she was rooting for. I was like, so how long were you in the Navy? <laughs> Clearly, a
1: woman who never was yeah. in the Navy. Yeah. That was, was a well played move. All in all, good experience. Now, agreed, th- that stadium
2: needs to just be fucking blown up. Which is amazing because there was a lot of sentiment around just our area of people being like, oh, "I miss Qualcomm." This was great when the Chargers were here. I'm like, this is classic revisionist history. Like, maybe if you had gone to the games, can you imagine?
1: I mean, being a member of the Chargers and playing in that stadium just two years ago. But the ago? guy
2: in that group, bonfire guy, <laughs> is the definition of why the Chargers left San Diego. He stood up at halftime. It was, what was it? twenty seven nothing. Twenty-seven nothing. at halftime? and he goes, "This sucks. Let's go to my place and make a bonfire." <laughs> and literally, they all left. And then multi- most of them came back because I assume his conversation that he had, like up on the up on the uh, up in the stands, was like, "You know what? Actually, you guys go enjoy the rest of the game. I'll get it started. Yeah. I'm a full cuck. I'll go- I'll take an Uber by myself. Get that fire burning. <laughs> you guys roll over later."
0: Yeah. It total- kinda it kind of reminded me of uh, Will Farrell in old school. We're going streaking. Yeah, we're going, like, to we're going a, bonfire. To a bonfire.
2: He's like, I got a lot of wood.
1: It's the most San Diego thing I've ever yeah, heard. Yeah,
2: leaving a game at halftime to, to go fucking have a bonfire. What
1: a fucking cuck. <laughs>
2: Speaking of cucks. I mean, this is just is this the
1: cuck episode? It might just be the cuck episode. Is Ty is Ty Lue a cuck? Poor Ty Lu. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I legitimately Feel sorry
2: for Ty Lue. Why do you feel sorry for Ty Lue? Ty Liu has a world champions ring. Ty he, Lue is never qualified to be an NBA head coach. He got to be an NBA head coach. You're not qualified to be an NBA head coach, and you're never going to be an NBA head coach. Here's why. He I, got to be, he got to coach in three NBA finals.
1: Because here's why I feel bad for Ty Lue. Everyone's Everything you are saying is correct. Everything you're saying is correct. I agree with 100%, Prano.
2: And actually, I I, I think it's a- absolutely absurd that people were on Twitter defending any portion of what Ty Lue did. did. He was awful. He was always awful.
1: Well, here's why I feel bad for him. Again, because of that situation. Because in a way, he gets... He gets, the shit, he gets the shit end of both sides. This is my point. He wins a title. We all know why. Because of LeBron James. LeBron leaves. They suck. They have not won a game. They're 0-6. So he's going to get the blame for that. He didn't so you see you know what I'm saying? He doesn't deserve credit for the title. He also doesn't deserve blame for them losing because they suck regardless.
2: But that's just how life goes, right? Like the coach is going to get fired.
1: I get it. And I but that's all I'm saying is It's like they're 0-6 because—you want to close that door? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because LeBron James
2: is not on their team. Right. Agreed? But he was also—the only reason he was an NBA coach is because LeBron James is on their team. Okay, agreed. And said, this guy is 100% not qualified to be an NBA coach, so why don't we make him coach? Yeah. And then everybody here will know officially that I am coaching this basketball team. Can we I know we talk about a LeBron James a lot. I know we go overboard. I know everybody's sick of fucking hearing it. But like this this is I we I just have to do it again. The Bulls won two less games when Michael Jordan left. Two! The Cavs aren't gonna win a game. They're awful. When he left, they're fucking terrible. Well what we're talking about value and like I mean he leaves. they the worst team in basketball. Well, I from think, the from four straight finals to the worst team in basketball, one guy. No, it's it's
1: it needs to be said. I know we talk a lot, LeBron,
2: but it four needs- straight finals, worst team in basketball. The difference between this being the single worst team in basketball and making the finals every single year is LeBron James. The difference between fifty five games and fifty seven games is Michael Jordan.
1: Well, I think a lot of that is a couple things. One, not only what LeBron does on the court, I think that says a lot about what LeBron does with his teammates off the court. Does that make sense? Like like I, I think that he's such a good leader and maybe a different type of leader than that Michael Jordan was. Does that make any sense? Like, dude, they're all in on him. And and he leaves, they're just they're just
2: and, a fucking debacle. And the NBA is such a talent-rich league right now. Yeah, there are so many players that you can say are on a level that we've never seen before. Yeah, the Kevin Durant, the the you know the Greek Freak, uh, Anthony Davis, Harden, Russell Westbrook. There are guys that are so fucking good. But when Kevin Durant left the Thunder, they made the playoffs. Or they just missed the playoffs and they made the playoffs the next year. And they're winning forty The Cavs fucking suck. Well, I want to If bring Anthony up, Davis becomes a free agent, the Pelicans aren't gonna go 0 oh, and 40.
1: I wanna bring up something else.
2: What does that say about Kevin Love? That he's not very good. But we've known that for a while at this point. I'm just saying
1: I have I, I have supported Kevin Love to an extent, but you see what his record was with Minnesota. Obviously, the West is, is way more difficult, but now you see it again where he st- is still, you know, he's not that old. He's still, what is Kevin Love, 28, 29? Dude, you can't win a game with these guys. You're the guy now. You're the man.
0: To be fair, I don't think they're any good, but everything went through LeBron from defense to offense. And now that they have that missing chasm, like it's gonna take a while for them to uh, get it together. I think they'll be okay, maybe win ten to twelve games. Well, that's not okay, but I'm just saying like, eighty two games. No one has affected a game like LeBron because everything just went through him and now they don't have that.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just uh it's it's a bad situation, and but it's just like the the, who, the the arguments that you hear over the years, like LeBron doesn't make his team better. LeBron doesn't make his teammates better. It's like, I mean, he made him, you know, four time NBA finalists. Yeah, they're the worst team in basketball. The and worst. they're gonna be the worst team in basketball.
1: Number one pick, at least have the most fucking balls to pick from in the in the lottery. It's bad. And I got to bring it up because we're talking Cleveland. If you're going to, you might as well get the two for one deal, city of Cleveland. If you're going to fire Ty Lue, cut the cord of God damn uh, Hugh
2: Jackson. I mean, the, <laughs> the reports today were that they're going to fire Haley.
0: When we were watching that uh, interview with Eric Reed, we were thinking, you know, this makes the NFL look really bad and pretty racist from the owner's standpoint, but how does Hugh Jackson still have a job? It's amazing to me. How does Marvin Lewis, so if you think Cleveland people, I'm taking that out on you. It's just amazing to me that they still have jobs. I think it's starting to have an overall effect on the state of Ohio being even more mediocre to worse by dealing with their shit. I mean, Prano said it last
1: week. It's, I don't know, man. It's like black coaches have this safe space in Ohio.
2: Nobody look has any. <laughs> has anybody been a more outspoken Colin Kaepernick defender than me? I was on the train so fucking early. I was I was the racist dog from day one, barking my fucking head off. That shit is <laughs> that shit is plain old. That shit is plain old racism. The only reason Colin Kaepernick is in the league is plain old racism. That's it. But let's talk about the reverse, okay? Hugh Jackson, Marvin Lewis, Jameis Winston. I'm, a, I'm an equal opportunity fucking racist dog. Let's bark at <laughs> all, <laughs> all of the racism. <laughs> Jameis Winston getting a fucking start at all this season over Ryan Patrick is maybe not 100% racist, but 75% racist, 25% we don't want to look like assholes for spending the number one pick. On a guy. But it's plain old racist.
0: Well, they are the dog pound. Yeah. so
2: (laughs) It's ridiculous.
0: Look, man. The Browns get
1: waxed. We missed this, Prano. We thought thought it was an eight and a half point spread. We thought they'd cover it. They get waxed today. They're now two, what, two, five, and one? Sure. Doesn't matter. Yeah. They're not winning six games. And the fact that they're going to put this on Todd Haley... How about put on the guy who's won three games in now
2: exactly two and a half seasons? But uh, apparently the report was that he's butting heads with Hugh Jackson and they're like something somebody's gotta go. And it's like, why would you fire the guy who's butting heads with a coach that shouldn't be like that means that he's the only fucking guy who knows what the hell's happening at all in football in the whole building. Yeah. If he's the only guy who's arguing with Hugh Jackson, hire him as your coach. He's the only person. There should be the whole team should be arguing with Hugh Jackson. Yeah, it's bad.
1: Let's go through it. Let's we'll start there. We're in the uh, AFC North. You just made a reference to Jameis Winston. Awful game. They're getting killed. Was it twenty-seven to nine at halftime?
2: It was bad. Yeah, he throws four picks, including a pick six. Bengals may, are all over him. May or may not have fumbled the ball, as lost a fumble as well. They were down. They bring in Fitzpatrick in the, at the end of the third, and he ties the game, and the Bengals win on a fucking last second field goal. Fitzpatrick threw for 194 yards in a quarter,
0: and two touchdowns in a quarter. That's some Fitz magic right there. <laughs> I was hoping you'd make that comeback just so this would come up on the show tonight. Look, just- I, look, hold on. For the record,
1: I'm not one to say that he that Jameis Winston should be starting over him. I, I've made that known. I was not. I did not agree that Jameis should have taken over the starting job from Fitz. I, I've I've said that from the start. But I'm also not backing from my opinion. My overall opinion of Fitz Magic. Is he better than fucking Jameis Winston? Jameis Winston is dog shit. I fucking will take the L on Jameis. But come Winston.
2: on, we're not gonna. We're not you're, not. you're still not just throwing out good. It's all we're looking for here. Comes in the game, 194 yards in a quarter, two touchdowns, gets the tie game. The guy's been fucking fantastic in the games he's played this year. Yeah. I, I mean, I was getting into it. Oh, oh, hold, I was on, getting, on. hold on. I was getting into it with Cam Newton, MVP fucking conspiracy well, well, theorist today. hold on today. a second. He has Cam Newton's stats in three less games. Hold on a second. This year, he's
1: having a great year. But, but, but that's my argument. He didn't he's,
2: learn to play football at 40.
1: Well, that's fine, but I'm also... You know, we're, you're you're the guy at Costco who's eating a sample. And I'm going, no, man, I'm going to buy the whole fucking— I'm going to buy that whole big-ass package that I got food for two years, which I'm looking at two years of your boy Fitz. And the two years—
2: Forget two years. —of
1: food. I'm talking two years of food, which is his 13-year career or whatever it is. I'm looking at that, and I'm saying, well,
2: he's a good guy off the bench. But, again, this—you're doing what Dirk Cutter did. You're taking a guy—you're going into Costco— and you're refusing to buy Kirkland brand fucking tater tots. And you're like, I need that Orida. It's like, the, the, the fucking Kirkland's cheaper and better. Every team has done this to him. They're like, oh, the fucking undrafted guy from Harvard. Is he really the answer? But that's
1: not true. It is true. That's not true. You're, you're, you're 100% making a factual statement that. This is the exact like same that.
2: thing. Dirk Cutter. How many teams has he started for? But you're, again... We we've done this. We've I know gone we over have. and over it. So you're lying. For the better part of ten seasons in the NFL, a full decade. He was averaging nine plus starts a year. He was the starting quarterback on, in the NFL for a decade. A decade. And what is his
1: touchdown to interception ratio and win ratio? That's all I'm saying. Great. But the point is So that's what I'm
2: looking at. Okay. You're the you're you are Dirk Cutter. You're like yeah, that, and let's go to this guy. And how would that work? Now you lose games. Cutter, now you're fucking gone.
1: I, you're not listening because if I was if I was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I would have not given up the starting position to Jameis Winston when he came. You back. wouldn't
2: have given it to him out of the. You wouldn't have given it to him in the preseason anyway. The only reason he was a starter is because his guy was suspended. That's the only reason he started, and now and then they gave it back to him when he came back, and now he gets his job back because the other guy sucks, and he's been fucking fantastic.
1: Again, he's had a great year, but again, it's the same thing. I mean, I'm not pulling up his numbers again and his records with these teams that he's, you know, not leading to the playoffs. So that's all, that's all I'm saying.
2: Yeah, fuck. I mean, God.
1: I mean, he's certainly no Russell Wilson, right? <laughs>
2: I, Here we go. I
1: couldn't resist. Yeah. Russell Wilson's having a great. You want you want to talk about somebody's having a great year? Russell fucking Wilson.
2: Yep. And when he goes seven and nine, are you are you going to talk about his fucking? But he
1: doesn't. Joe, that's you Russ- want.
2: You want to bet? You want to bet on them going five hundred this year? You want to look at their schedule right now? See they have coming up? I don't need to look. Let's do it. The, the fucking. I guarantee you, I'll bet any amount of money right now. They will They don't win nine games. Name your price. Here's my hand. They don't win nine games. This Seattle That's City. a winning record in the NFL. That's a, the smallest I know what it uh, is. win total you they can have. nine have a win games nine. last year. Yeah. Name your price. You want to bet any amount any of money. Any literal thing you want. You got to go to what? You definitely got to go to a fucking insane clown posse show this time? <laughs> you really got to go? What should we bet? No,
1: Let's bet money. Let's
2: do it. Look at it. I don't even want you to look at their I won't schedule. Look.
1: I don't have to look at it. There's, they have nine games left. So I'm basically saying that the Seahawks have to go five and four. Yep, that's what we're saying. Yep, nine games. Yep, if they don't win nine games, I lose the bet. Yep, okay. It's about a hundred bucks.
2: Do it right it now. Si-
1: keep it simple. Hundred bucks. Keep it. Can't wait. They got a running
2: game. Yeah, and they better beat. They better beat the fucking Cardinals every time. Cause even that, that ain't gonna get it done. They better beat all the bad teams, and then they better beat a couple of the good teams too. Have they beaten a good team this year?
1: They just went into Detroit today.
2: Fuck, man. How'd they do it?
1: Well, But but see, look, this is what I'm saying. You you didn't give them any chance to win that game.
2: Great. And they fucking beat the Detroit Lions. How did they do it? Is Russell Wilson having a good season? Great. He's having a fantastic season. He's having a great season. Sure. Awesome. He's the most valuable player on a fucking mediocre team He's never going to be fucking Russell Wilson of the first two years again when he was thrown for 150 yards a game. Why? Because he single-handedly tore apart their roster. Congratulations. What a great year for Russell Wilson.
1: I love how you're putting this on Russell well, Wilson. Well, I'm not
2: putting it on him. Every single player that was a part of the championship teams that won are putting it on Russell Wilson. You know, it's so funny. On, they're on paper as saying it. The,
1: the the That team around him. Is bad? First of all, they won nine games last year with not the best roster. Yep. They're going to win nine games again this year with not the best roster.
2: Why don't they have the best roster? They won. They went to two Super Bowls. Where's the, what happened to the roster? Guys just started fucking disappearing. Do we have another Pete Carroll conspiracy? Are, they, are is, is are Yetis? Is the big is Bigfoot stealing bodies? I just in love Washington? how you
1: put this all on Russell Wilson.
2: I don't put it on Russell you Wilson. Are. The Seattle Seahawks from that team put it on Russell Wilson. That's who puts it on Russell Wilson.
1: So they shouldn't have paid him. And the Lions shouldn't have paid Matthew Stafford.
2: I mean, and I mean hold honestly. On, hold, on, hold on, hold on, let's let's about that.
1: And the Raiders shouldn't have paid Derek Carr. Uh, I, and the Giants shouldn't have paid here, Eli. Here's what I'll say. And here's the what fucking I'll say. Falcons shouldn't have paid Matt
2: Ryan. Here's what I'll say. Compa- when you wanna, when you comparing win- Russell Wilson to Matt Stafford, in my opinion, gross and Offensive. But that's just me But one just whooped the other one's ass today Yeah, oh my god And Jared Goff's better than Aaron Rodgers And Nick is better than Tom Brady How do these guys fucking do See, it? See, Prano, this is where I'm going to call you out Yeah. He be- completely
1: outplayed Matthew Stafford today He okay. had a great game great. He was efficient
2: and Nick all Foles past- completely outplayed Tom Brady Fact or fiction Eli Manning outplayed Tom Brady Yes or no? You think
1: Matthew Stafford is better than Russell Wilson? Yes, I do. That, that is the most ridiculous thing I've heard. Okay. Ridiculous. Okay. Unbelievable. For for someone who ge- – I, I just don't get it. I just don't get your thing with Russell. Because if if we look at all the numbers and the fucking playoff wins and all the stuff that matters for quarterbacks, suddenly we're cherry-picking, and it doesn't matter for him. But, but we're going to knock Breeze. No,
2: of course we're not.
1: We're gonna knock Brees for only having seven, but when Russell Wilson does well, it's like, oh, it doesn't matter.
2: Well, let's can we can we get past the first? I mean, how many years are we into Russell Wilson's career right now? He has his two Super Bowls, and now he's now we're betting on whether or not he's gonna win nine games. Whew, man! The, the oh, how the mighty have fallen. Now that now it's can he go five hundred in the NFC West? I think they
1: might make the playoffs.
2: Great. Can't wait for you to fucking... I can't wait for that to bite you in the ass. you going to make the playoffs? Last year was the first year he didn't make the playoffs. I know. And get ready for a fucking string of that.
1: I almost want to bet they make the playoffs this Great. year.
2: Great. Double down. You got, th- Another 10 hundred. wins? 11 wins? How many do you think it's going to take to make the playoffs?
1: I think if they get 10 wins, they make the playoffs in the NFC. Okay. Because one team is going to come out of the uh, East.
2: The West... Well, your boy Alex Smith's five and two. Who said he's my boy? Well, you're you're Mister Passer Rating guy. You're Mister. I'm not Mister
1: Passer Rating. (laughs) You're you're. You know what you are? You're Mister. I'm just gonna. You're you're Mister. I'm gonna look at interceptions, touchdowns, passing yards, completion percentage, which are all calculated into passer rating which is one of the – that's how it's calculated. But then you're going to just re- disregard the one stat, which I never said was the end-all, be-all, which anybody who ever fucking listens to the show, if you come at me one more fucking time on Twitter, I never <laughs> said it was the end-all, be-all. Open your fucking ears and listen. All I said is it's one of the stats. It's one of the stats, Joe, which we talk about everything else. It's one of the stats. Yeah, it's
2: a terribly flawed stat that is so Ye- terribly flawed. except when someone has a good that game, the worldwide they have a lead- good passer rating. That the worldwide leader – sp- the- you want to look at Eli Manning's passer rating this year? You think it's in the mid nineties?
1: No, let's actually look at my boy Russell Wilson. Let's let's look at his day today.
2: Yeah, let's look at let's
1: it. Let's lo- let's look at the game today, the box score. Because got- to me, this proves you can't just say it's a bullshit stat.
0: This is great. You guys are an old married couple. Same old arguments. The same the same thing. You'll never convince either of the two of your own ways.
2: It's not even my like. I just don't. I just don't understand. Like. I, I hate to say it, but it's like, to me, it's just like a very elementary approach to looking at it. It's it's just not again, trusting what you see. I'm not
1: saying it's... You're not listening to me. I don't... When I look at a quarterback, the first thing I don't look at is the quarterback rating. I, I I've said that on record. I've said that a thousand times. People don't want to fucking listen to me. All I'm saying is, normally... A lot of times, if you have basically, not normally, if you have a good game, you're going to have a good quarterback rating. Now, can you have an inflated quarterback rating by checking down? Yes, I've never debated that. Not one time. I've never debated that. That's all I'm saying. Like, if I look today at Russell Wilson, if I said, okay, dude, he had a perfect quarterback rating today. If I say, wow, he went 14 of 17 for 248 yards and three touchdowns and zero interceptions, that is a great game. 3
2: incompletions but but let, let's just and his quarterback rating okay. is is 158. So just so just explain to me this because my issue is I really just think that you look at base statistics and then come up with your thing. So go to this. Look at Russell Wilson in 2018 as a fucking 30-year-old man and look at Ryan Fitzpatrick, as a forty-year-old man, look at their stats, look at their passer rating, and I bet Ryan Fitzpatrick is good. And then hold on, and then then tell me how one is an elite quarterback and one is meaty ochre. Again,
1: again, let's go back. It's like you don't listen. Let's go back ten minutes ago. I just hold hold on. Let me just finish. Let's go back ten minutes ago. I said on record, we can fucking rewind this. Ryan Fitzpatrick is having a great year. I said that on record. So of course. He's going to have great numbers this year cuz he's having a great year. His quarterback rating is going to be great. But now if we want to look at the full catalog, yeah. the full Costco meal, great.
2: but take away, honestly, take away Russell Wilson's fucking Super Bowl with the great defense. And what is he? Heavy stats? Fucking mediocre mediocrity? No, he's a top 5 quarterback in the league. Okay. We agree to disagree. He's a top 5, and five quarterback. And so does everybody
0: that's ever played with him. You know,
1: you're- Ex- except for a lot of people, we thought like like whatever.
0: Okay, here's what you're get, we're going to do. Since you guys like to argue semantics on good, great, mediocre, here's what I'm going to ask you, Joe. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, yeah. W- comparative to all of today's quarterbacks in the NFL, what would you give one to ten, Russell Wilson?
2: As compared to all the quarterbacks in the NFL, where, do I, where would I grade Let's him Let's just say
0: a- Aaron Rodgers being a 10 and, I don't know, uh, whoever the worst quarterback a six. is. A one. Okay. A
1: 6. Andy, is,
0: well, Andy, what would you give him?
1: That's so offensive. That is highly offensive to Russell Wilson. Okay. I give so, him at least an 8,
2: 8.5. So you're taking him over. With, we, we just did this with Breeze fans, right? We just did this with Breeze fans. So I'm going to start naming quarterbacks. You tell me which one you're going to take. Just, wait, don't interrupt. Just tell me which one you're going to I take. I ain't going to say anything. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, no. Okay, Drew Brees, no. Drew Brees, no. Mahomes. Please. I mean, what what's happening here? Ben Rosselsberger. Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan. What? Wow. Nothing yet. Nothing. I would I would
1: right now. So 30 teams in the league. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Mahomes. We're in year one.
2: Yeah, we're in year one. Right now, at gun to my head, I'm taking Russell Wilson over okay, Mahomes. Then let's just move on. Mahomes hasn't played. Let's Wilson. just can we just move on? That, that's, Russell Wilson's year one is a fucking high school quarterback. So let's just move on. Hold on,
1: but I, but but Russell Wilson also Mahomes hasn't played a playoff game. We don't know. We don't. But know what's you're saying happen.
0: that about uh, Saquon Barkley has played six games, and you're saying he's the be- best running back in the league potentially, I agree, he could be, but that's only six games Quarterback Cornerback is completely different than running back. I know, but I'm just saying those. both those players could end up being... Mahomes could be right the now, best QB in the league. Right now, I they're would both, take... They're both playing like, that level. Like,
2: we're not going to... Not, nothing's going to get solved if you're taking Russell Wilson over Pat Mahomes. Nothing's going to get solved here. Let's just move on to the next game. Right now? Yeah, I would. Okay, great. Dum-dum-dum.
0: We, we don't know what's going <laughs> to...
2: But you mean you mean what? Like 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 this is my whole thing. We both agree. Like the eye test, bigger arm, more accurate, more mobile, looks downfield, everything, everything, the whole fucking package, the whole the whole thing of watching athletes be athletes. You're 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 a Kobe Bryant fan right now. No, I'm not. You're a Kobe Bryant fan. You're like five rings. Where are you no, basically didn't win a playoff game I'm yet. I'm not a Kobe Bryant at all. That's exactly what you're doing. No, I'm not. LeBron's better at fucking everything. That's why he's better. Pat what? Mahomes is better at everything. That's why he's better. That's why, that's why Andy Reid went to him. Fuck, that's why Andy Reid traded the best quarterback rating in the league and went to him, and, like and I they're said,
1: fucking awesome. I think, I think it helps a lot. I said this last week. I said I want to give Andy Reid a lot of credit for what he's doing with the Mahomes just like he did with other quarterbacks, going back to Brett Favre. I think Andy Reid is a good offensive mind. In fact, I'll say great. He's a great offensive mind. Now, that doesn't mean that he's not a bumbling idiot with timeouts and in-game coaching decisions. I think Andy Reid is a great offensive mind.
0: Now, wait a second, Joe. Basing your Mahomes-Wilson uh, argument, are you taking out the fact that Mahomes is making nothing and Russell's making $20 million? Or does that have something to do with your decision no, process? No,
2: that doesn't even have it. I'm talking obviously, you'd rather have
0: Mahomes at that price right. rather than Russell va- Wilson in a, $20 In a vacuum. Million.
2: In a vacuum. Just, okay. uh, I can okay, plug I'll anybody in. No salary cap. No finances.
0: Not we're starting a franchise today. Who would you rather have? No. Because obviously Mahomes. I'm talking about yeah, today. We're, the, the teams okay. are exactly the okay. same. I'll Roster's is unknown. That. Who
2: do you take? I mean, it's, it's like saying. I'm taking the bigger, faster, stronger, better arm, b- fucking everything. I'm taking the better guy. I'm Thinking the guy's clearly better,
1: you would take Pat Mahomes over Tom Brady right now. No,
2: why? Why would like? But to start a team, maybe. Well, that's a different discussion, right?
0: I love Pat Mahomes. I'm just saying, year one, eight games. Okay, we're gonna move on here now. Prana, you. This is <laughs> <still speaking laughs> the show going Switzerland here, but anyway, today you got into an argument with someone about Cam Newton. We're gonna try to take this in a different level. Than Cam Newton, but uh, you getting into it with trolls. Yeah. I have a few thoughts on this. I didn't get see, to I, discuss see, this with I, you. I,
2: I I hate to defend the people that I argue with, but like a lot of them aren't even trolls. I don't even think they're trolling me. Like, I, so what happened was some guy, some fucking, I mean, some double cuck cheddar dick, <laughs> Mike Freeman from the Bleacher Report tweeted that Cam Newton is an MVP candidate, which <laughs> is patently absurd.
1: Yeah, we can agree there.
2: Okay? Especially given, I don't care that he's pacing to have the best season he's ever had. That's neither fucking here nor there. In a league where the Rams are doing what they're doing, the Chiefs are doing what they're doing, that Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Phillip Rivers and uh, Adam Thielen and all of, like, way more effective fucking people and Gurley and Hunt... And uh, Deshaun Watson are still alive and playing. Cam Newton is not a fucking MVP candidate. His stats are identical to our boy Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick's played three less games.
0: Love Kareem Hump, by the way. I was kind of mad that you guys didn't mention him in the class with Gurley and Barkley. I'm not saying he's better, but I'm just saying I think he gets overlooked yeah, a lot. Yeah, he absolutely does. But to my point is, sometimes with you, I'm like, I see... I feel like you're wasting your time and your talents going out with these no brain idiots. Like I wasn't out there on Venice Beach Day arguing with these homeless people. Like get it together or some shit like that. So that's kind of how I stupidity, see stupidity.
2: Like breaks me.
0: I know. And I could just see that in like getting to know
2: and you like, over these it years. It Breaks me because I like to just present it all. And like if you if I present you everything and then you go no still that's when I'm like fuck it fine we're I'm done here. But like the argument like it's just so fucking stupid that i just it it's like i feel like i'm a mormon on my fucking mission like i have that's to convert what I mean, that's people. what i'm getting
0: to next because then i'm like well wait a second i'm not out here doing this like it, some people need to be put in their place at times i feel like you have like an arm of dirty sports should be like a concierge social assassin on but the social best, media but just the to best put these people in their place like
2: it, you know what You know what gives me more joy than everything? Yeah, where does
0: that satisfaction come from?
2: The satisfaction comes from when Carson Palmer throws the five-interception game, and I know somebody is feverishly deleting their fucking argument with me about how Carson Palmer was the MVP candidate. Where my passion, where I, what I love is knowing that fucking Dodgers fans is last night tweeting at a kid who in 2016 replied to my Dave Roberts hate and said, he's still the fucking manager of the year screenshot it send it to him my i love getting the tweet the the text message from spain at what well, six <laughs> in the morning for joe shabelli where he goes fire roberts all of the calling joe shabelli suspect and the gifts of fucking ben affleck and goodwill hunting and just knowing guess what in the end whether they'll admit it or not whether or not this fucking cam newton kid will admit it they're gonna sit somewhere and they're gonna go Fucking Prano was right
0: Now would you get more joy Out of that Than like When you go to the comedy clubs And you kill it And you make people laugh Is that more of a what thrill is this to turn you
1: turn into A psychological yeah. Yeah. fucking I just want to Analysis of
0: Prano I just want to know I find the guy funny I'm just asking him Some questions I, it's like a, this I'd i like, like a, to hear From the dirt balls What do you want From Joe More impressions He can do it Like Do you want more impressions Do you want him Busting trolls all the time He does both But Yeah I, I just like, I like know, to think I'm a renaissance man <laughs> Those Italians.
1: Okay, let me ask you. He, he, he's, he's grabbing a drink. Can
0: you give me a modello? Yeah, thanks.
1: As you're getting the modello. we're talking Panthers. That was a surprise game. I completely missed that. I don't. I don't know. I forget what the spread was. I'm assuming I took Baltimore. Baltimore got their ass kicked. I mean, that was that was a blowout. I was shocked with Baltimore's defense that they couldn't keep Cam Newton in check. Or, lack, not even Cam Newton. The, the Panthers' offense did pretty well today. I know it was a home game, but they did well. You know, the Panthers are now 5-2. and two.
2: Yeah, and I said, and this is, this is the thing, again. They're sitting I, in the I, driver's I, seat to make the playoffs. This is the thing, again. I don't fucking care. I've been, like, I've been called a Cam Newton defender in the past. Cam Newton played a great game today. Cam Newton finally fucking did what they actually need him to do. Which is go twenty one for twenty nine with two hundred and nineteen yards passing and fucking forty four yards rushing and a touchdown. Good. Great. That's awesome. Manage the fucking game. They protected Cam well today. He was they went up against statistically the I don't think that they're the most talented or actually the best defense in football, but statistically, they've been the best defense so far this year. They protected Cam. They couldn't get to him. Yeah. And he fucking yeah. He took care of him. Great. Cam had a great game. But Cam's not a great quarterback. And the idea that you're going to sit there because the Panthers are 5-2 and and say he's a fucking MVP candidate, tap the brakes, stop being a fucking fanboy, and just keep everything in goddamn perspective.
1: Well, look, if we want to bring up MVP candidates, I think we'd all agree at this point the two that we have to discuss, in my opinion, maybe the only two. Are going to be Patrick Mahomes and Todd Gurley. Yeah, and maybe if you want to bring in defense, Aaron Donald is that dominating. He really is. I mean, he, he had he's had six sacks the last two weeks. He he leads. I, I want to give him some love on the Rams. He leads the NFL in sacks as a defensive tackle. When the fuck does that happen?
2: Well, that it doesn't happen, but it's going to start happening more and more because the the quick rush that we've always seen like the the outside rush the pass rushers the you know that we've always had the defensive end the outside linebackers coming off the edge now with the way quarterbacks are are they're going to the more mobile they're going to the scheme they we're going to you know where if you try to roll out you're those edge rushers are the guys that you now have to avoid that the you actually get pressure faster if you can get it sure. up the middle so now as the game changes, I think you're going to see more and more people going after Aaron. I mean, not like you can just draft an Aaron Donald type, but going after guys who can get pressure up the middle, whether that be interior linemen or middle
0: linebackers. That was amazing to watch today because, like you said, with the interior pass rush, you see a guy the size of Aaron Donald in the offensive uh interior lineman whiff on block him. You're used to seeing that yeah. on the outside, but I've never seen that predominantly seen today that they would go after him and just whiff and he'd go straight to the quarterback. I'm like, that is incredible. man that big being that agile and just seeing a whiffed block. I mean he's a incredible. fucking freak. Dude, they're good. And and I and, and I didn't
1: like I usually love let's talk about that game real quick. I well first of all I'm a huge fan of obviously Sean McVay. The guy the guy has a fucking brilliant mind. I didn't like that they played it safe and went for that field goal. because so I was telling Cutters, we're watching the game. I said, dude, they're only a field goal away from losing now. Like, like I have so much faith in Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you watched that game. Right. But I have so much faith. I said, you're going to give Aaron Rodgers the ball two minutes left. I, I sort of said to Cutter, there's no way he doesn't get them in field goal range.
2: But that's why. But
1: then obviously there was the fumble.
2: But that's why if we're talking like most valuable player, the answer is, it's like LeBron James. If the Packers make the playoffs— Aaron Rodgers is the most valuable player in football. Okay, we, but, agree, we but, agree. But he won't win it regardless. Sure, He's not win. Like, it's to the point where it almost doesn't matter what Aaron Rodgers does the rest of the year, whether they make the playoffs or not, whether they break. All- like, it's a Mahomes girly thing because that's that's what MVP has become in every sport. Like, picking the guy who, like, is hot and suddenly. Like, there's no, you know, the, the, the arguments I'm getting in with people about Cam Newton as the MVP – I'm throwing out names. I'm not even throwing Aaron Rodgers in there where it's like Aaron Rodgers is so much more valuable to the Green Bay Packers than Cam Newton is to the fucking Panthers that it's not – that's not even comparable.
1: Well, then it, it's interesting to use that way of looking at it because I, I agree for the most part. But let's take the Chiefs. What they win last year?
2: They had a pretty good season, that's right? What I'm
1: saying. So, so my argument is I think the Chiefs are going to win 14 games this year. Okay. They've got one loss. I think they might only lose again. Maybe they get two. My my point is, let's say they win two or three more games. You're you're basically saying this, which I agree. Alex Smith versus Patrick Holmes, first of all, the offense is night and day. We agree, right? How good the offense is with Pat Mahomes. However, it might only be three more wins where the argument is if – Who's the backup? Deshaun Kaiser for the Packers. Yeah, we're saying if Deshaun Kaiser is playing,
2: well, right, but they didn't draft Deshaun Kaiser. to— true. Know, to it's like Aaron Rodgers replacing Brett Favre. But the point is, the Chiefs have a really good team. But they've done the smart thing. Will it work out in the end? Will they be the Super Bowl? Hey, any given fucking Sunday, anything can happen. I don't yeah, th- I don't think it's a uh, I, you know if if. Pat Mahomes doesn't win the Super Bowl this year. I don't think it means like, oh, man, maybe he's not that good. If he loses his first playoff game. Oh, my God. Look at what happened. Like, turns out he wasn't like, you know, Eli Manning beat the 18-0 Patriots. Like, football games are won by lesser teams all the time. But the bottom line is Alex Smith, it's like, it's potential energy versus actual energy. Alex Smith's potential energy isn't Super Bowl. Like, I, the, I'll bet anything that the Washington Redskins don't play in the fucking Super Bowl. And if Washington Redskins are out there, like, fans are out there, like, name your fucking price. He's do, not dynamic.
1: Do they win a playoff game? Do the Redskins win that division, and do they win a playoff game? Your Giants let me down today. I, I'm done. I'm, that's the last time I'm fucking getting you guys to
2: cover. You picked the Skins, so congratulations. Did I? Yeah.
1: I did?
0: Yeah. So, or yeah, so you're good.
1: Did you take the Giants?
0: hmm So congrats. Adrian Peterson looked great today. He looked pretty... Agile mobile, but I just don't think he can make it all the way through a season and playoffs staying healthy. He's more, old more power to him if he can. But he's playing like, good, that's, man. Yeah, the, he's got him to the point they're at now. I just I just don't see it lasting sixteen games. But here
2: and here's my thing with the Redskins and here's my thing with the Panthers. Can we all agree that the Giants fucking suck?
1: Dude, it's right? it's tough to watch. But if, if the Giants you guys
2: fucking suck. But if the Giants play you tight. Are you the
1: worst team in the NFL?
2: I mean, are, are, like by record, are we? I mean, we've got to be.
0: You are the Raiders. So do you put that all on the O-line? Because I've watched Engram play. I mean, Odell, I, put, Sh- I, put, I put a lot
2: of it on the O-line.
0: You, the I, Raiders, and the 49ers all have one yeah. win. I
2: put a lot of it on the O-line. I mean, the defense played pretty well today. Like, that that wasn't not a game. You know what I mean? And the Panthers game wasn't not a game. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm judging you on what you do. I know what my team is capable of. We fucking stink. So, are the Redskins 5-2? and two? Yeah, but like, I watched the way they play the Giants. I'm like, man, the Saints fucking pissed on us. Like, you're not beating the Saints in a fucking playoff game. You're not beating the Rams in a playoff game. The Eagles fucking pissed on us. You're not beating the Eagles in a playoff game if that fucking somehow happens.
1: Did you watch any of the London game? No. I didn't either. What time does that come on? Yeah, I forgot, 6 I forgot it was
2: on. And then this morning. Fuck no. The NFL really fucked me this morning. 6.30. Some, 630. Somehow, I, for some reason, I couldn't stream it on CBS. I, it was it's the only game on. It was I, blacked out on I, that Sunday ticket, but no, I couldn't stream it on CBS. I thought it was, the, it
1: was the NFL Network game. Oh, Jesus.
2: Yeah, you could only watch the game on the NFL Network. And the NFL Network is, what a disaster of an app that is. Well,
1: yeah. Yeah, you could, you and Cutter could have slept over together, watched that,
2: woken up, watched that game, nah, bro. I cut, the, nope. I cut the cord, man, and like it's it's getting harder and harder. But like, there's still I can't com- give up the NFL Network. There's still a couple things that, that I, mean, I have the NFL Network. I have it,
1: the NFL Network. I just can't give it up. It's just too good. I can't give up Game Day Prime. I'm obsessed. If you ball, you get the call. All
0: right.
2: <laughs>
1: Jeez. <laughs> I forced Cutter to watch it tonight.
2: By the way, every guy in the NFL network would cuck Ruther. So I, don't, I can't believe he fucking loves <laughs> himself. Hey, him so hey, No disagreement. Including Marshall Falk.
1: No, he doesn't work there anymore. And I'm not going to disagree he, with that. He was would, too busy I out there would, cucking others. For, so. re, for the record, I would gladly let Dion, Shannon Sharp, or LeDane Thompson. Kurt Warner saw on the morning show? Yeah, was well, Kurt Warner still does it. Would Kurt yeah. Warner cuck me? Yeah, Kurt Warner.
2: Kurt Warner what? would cuck me? Remember when we saw Kurt Warner? He was the biggest dude besides fucking, what's yeah. his name? As
1: far as Willie McGinnis?
2: Yeah, Kurt Warner's a fucking massive dude. What
1: about Steve Mariochi? Would he cuck me? I don't know. Would Rich Eisen cuck me?
2: He's Italian. Yeah, Mariucci <laughs> probably would. <laughs> Mariochi right? would cuck me? Eisen? I don't know, maybe.
1: So I'll tell you who would definitely cuck me is uh, fucking uh,
0: Michael Irvin. Yeah, Michael Irvin's probably already. Probably anyone in. that played football at the U would come. To yeah. it. <laughs> Including the kickers. Yeah.
1: Jag season, I'm just going to put the uh, kibosh on that season. You're done. You're three and five. You're over. And I hate to say it. I'm going to say it, though. Butt chin. I'm going to say it after last game. I know it was the Dolphins. I said I was looking between the Titans, and they had a, they had a bye week. The Titans and the Texans. The Texans are going to win that division. As long asterisk, yes asterisk. I don't say asterisks. Whatever the fuck it's <laughs> supposed to mean. So fucking take that one. What it's rate. supposed
2: to mean? You mean you don't say it properly?
1: As long as Deshaun well, Deshaun Watson is on the field. Now the Will Fuller thing is going to hurt them big time.
2: Being injured. What what's the? They're what five in? What's their record? Yeah, five go, and three. The FC.
1: They've won five straight. The Texans are five and three. The Tennessee Titans are three and four. Jags are three and five. The Colts. The
2: tit- are, are the Titans out by this week? Yes. Okay. I'm not counting out the Titans. You counting out the Raiders? <laughs> I mean, what are the, the Raiders are one and what? Six. And six. six. I'm joking because
1: they played the Colts today. And yeah.
2: they got their ass. I went handed. back and forth on that. And finally, thank God I finally settled on the Colts.
1: Bro. Is yeah. it just me or does Gruden just.
2: Now, look- here's. He-, the- he looks so angry. He was so happy in the booth of Monday Night Football. Here's the thing with Gruden. What, so, why is he now saying he's not trading Derek Carr? Like, I don't... Is it because they were like, oh, he's gonna trade Derek Carr, now he's saying he's not going... Is he lying, or... I don't know. I, I, like, I just don't understand if you're going full rebuild. You can't be giving up 42 points to the Colts, by the way, at home. They're bad. I, dude, the, I was out the second they they got rid of Khalil Mack. I sold all my Raiders stock. I was big on the Raiders.
0: Talk about doing it two separate ways. The Raiders and the Rams are both moving into new stadiums, having to sell PSL license. The Rams putting all the money, all the chips in, and they're gonna they're gonna do well. Then the Raiders just shitting the bed moving into Vegas. I don't know where the line is on something like that. Obviously you want to have some room to draft some new and fun players. But Here's
1: why it doesn't matter. It's this is my opinion on that. For, for the Raiders at least. Well it's Vegas. Well yeah they'll do they'll, they'll, Vegas they'll take care of the Raiders. Of it. Yeah. And they're moving to a new stadium. The Rams, I think. I think Kroenke is smart enough to know L. A. is all about winners. We know that, right, Prano? Like, yeah. like this, it's a fair weather city.
2: I don't even know. I like. I'm not even. I don't even know if that's necessarily. I think. Look at the Lakers games the last few years. Nobody cares. Right, but I think it's all about an exci- some sort of excitement factor. Like people need to. The only thing that the Rams have to do is convince the agencies and the studios and the whatever, that this is a cool place to go. You have to have a luxury box. And you do that by winning, but you do that by... by there's got to be some sort of cool factor, and there's got to be whatever. And they're doing it right. The Raiders have a built-in fan base that will literally travel across the desert for them. They have, they will. They'll, it's like, again, Mad Max. You know what I mean? They're going to be fucking... you fool. You'll fool. Take some of this spray paint. that <laughs> And then they fucking ride across the desert. They're going and Vegas and Vegas sells I mean how many casinos there? Like they're selling the casinos are buying fucking box seats to the ice capades and the Britney Spears and Celine Dion. is a fucking residency. Wayne Newton's still working there. I mean, Wayne Newton was like, if Terry Bradshaw was still the quarterback of the Steelers, he's still selling tickets <laughs> in Vegas. Like they're going to sell the, the, the Raiders are going to be fucking fine. What I don't understand by the way is like why John Gruden say like patently dismissing yeah. and Derek Carr, like why aren't you on the phone with the Jacksonville Jaguars being like, yo, Andy Reuther just called your season over, take Derek Carr, like take a first rounder, give us a first rounder, give us two first rounders for Derek Carr,
0: give us a first and a fourth for Derek Carr yeah Gruden's already played that game of just you know jettisoning all that weight, so you know why not like yeah. what's the, if you're what's doing
2: the it difference? with Khalil Mack, i don't why, I don't understand why you're not doing it I like Derek Carr. But I'm saying if you're going for it, then go for it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I think Derek Carr has to be on the trading block
2: if everyone else is. Especially when you look at the way the league is moving with, like, get the quarterback that you're paying, $450,000, and then put pieces around him and have a fucking scheme. But, of course, Gruden doesn't have a scheme either, so who the fuck knows. Did you watch any of tonight's game? Yeah. They looked good, man. The Saints. Yeah. Saints are good. Real good. Six
1: and one good. I'm gonna say it right now. Saints are going to beat the Rams. In the playoffs? Uh regular season. Is that, that game? Where are you worse no, than it's that. in New Orleans and I I've already looked ahead at the Rams schedule. That that game is so important for this is what as, as a Rams fan, you do not want to lose that number one seed. You, dude, New Orleans gets, god damn, that burp smells like ass cutter. Jesus Christ. Enjoy it. That was fucking straight up Tokaya fucking, I, I fit in Tokaya tonight.
0: That was damn good. You guys went taco, taco, taco? Did you guys go three well, nights of Mexican in a row? No, we went Italian, Italian, and then we went Mexican, Mexican. So, yeah,
2: so my toilet has been on fire.
0: You had to go, you went, you
2: went the bottom, you went super cheap Mexican last night, and then you had to go to the fancy Mexican tonight.
0: Pretty much. In print and Brandon, where I made the mistake last night, I thought that red stuff was salsa. Turns out it's straight hot sauce. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, that Me was, too. Oh, well.
1: Dude, I dumped that red shit.
2: That's yeah, funny man. because you guys were, you, you texted me today about your shits. I was like, man, I got up and took a
0: George Brett this morning.
2: Like, <laughs> I, I had a perfect double taper.
0: Bro, we got home last night. We thought about going out at one point, and that was quickly uh, quelled.
1: Yeah, I, my,
0: my asshole was
1: on fire. But anyway, back to this Saints-Rams thing. I think it's so important for both of those teams to have the number one seed.
2: I Dude, think, Drew Brees is so
1: tough in the dome.
2: Yeah, but let me say this. I think that regardless of whether or not the Rams win that game, I think they'll still be the number one seed. I think the Saints are more likely to just lose a random game to somebody that they're better than anyway because they do it all the time whether it's because they play outside or their defense isn't good and they just get caught one game, you know. Um, they're in the NFC South and fucking the bucks keep starting fits, who knows, you know? Lots of things can happen. In fact, I mean, that, you know, you shook your head like you're joking, but like, way, oh, that's next week's game. What? Rams
1: at Saints. Yeah. Huge game. Do the Rams have some tough games left? You know they play KC in
2: hey, Mexico City. Yo, fool! You guys should go to that. I really think we should.
1: It's a Monday night game, Monday, November nineteenth.
0: Is there any way I can read the comments? What? Is it just a computer move at all?
1: Yeah the comments the comments are uh, oh, yes they're here they're I think ever since Joe and I started screaming at each other they've really slowed down.
0: Upset the kids? My.
1: It's just the amount of comments about Ruther looks like a cancer patient. I get it, guys. <laughs> like, I shaved my fucking head. I went through a Britney Spears That's why thing, I want to read them. And I just, you know, I shaved my fucking head. It's not like... Like, is it that big of a deal, Prano? Like, whatever. I just shaved my head.
2: Uh, why are you asking me? Because, like... No, don't ask me. Ask the fucking camera.
0: This might be your last chance, because once you get to, like, 40 or whatever... You, oh, you I'm know? already losing my hair. I know it. Well, no. I'm. You still look good with it, but I'm just saying, like, why, what age... Do you stop shaving your head that close? What do you mean? There's an age limit? I guess not, but I'm just saying like any even the best head of hair, once you hit like forty or fifty, you're not shaving your head because you're you're losing coverage up there. So why do it? So this might have been your I'm just saying this might have been your last opportunity to yeah. do it.
2: This is like Matthew Modine in his like late twenties playing a fucking guy in the army. You know, you're like, you're already going back.
1: Well, I already know I'm already going back. But
2: I don't care. I just said, please don't ever be the fucking shave-your-head bald guy. You mean like razor blade? Just like, oh, because I'm going bald, I'm going to be like the guy who's bald now. Like Bill Burr? Yeah. Like the guys who just give up.
1: Well, that's an interesting take, but I, I think it looks better when
2: they do that. Yeah. I disagree.
1: What do you mean? Like you want somebody whose hair is receding to?
2: I don't mind. I don't mind like the Homer Simpson. I don't mind the guys who keep the fucking hair on the sides.
1: Oh, I disagree. It's like,
2: the, it's like the give up, like Michael Jordan. Fucking.
1: I don't think it's giving up. I think it looks better.
2: Yeah, I disagree.
1: If it goes I'm out if it goes I'm out t- too far, I'm not try- especially I'm trying to fuck <laughs> <clown>. dudes, so <laughs> <laughs> I not care
2: <either> way. Especially <laughs> on black dudes. Well, black. I mean. Sure, great. I mean, jeans 12 times too big for you look good on black dudes. Dude, please don't walk around with them.
0: <laughs> I mean,
2: I mean if, you come in tomorrow, if you come in tomorrow and you're fucking wearing a 7XL white T-shirt with a fucking Bugs Bunny leather jacket over it, I'm going to be like, Ruthie, you look like a goddamn dumbass. You wear a, you wear a leather jacket that has just all the teams in the Western Conference on it. I'm going to be like, what are you doing?
1: say what I am wearing, and I look damn good in it, it's all flag and anthem, head to toe, shoes jeans,
0: t-shirt. I got some jeans and a shirt. Flag and Anthem. Cutter, we got to get you some Flag and Anthem. I have some stuff at home. Do, do what I? do what I love about? Yeah, I get some of the stuff that's too small for Joe and too big for Andy. But what I like about Flag and Anthem stuff is it's very versatile. You can wear it, you know, out to dinner. You can wear it on the golf course. You can sometimes get away. You can wear it to work. And like when you're a dad like me, that's what you fucking need. Exactly. Yeah.
2: You can you can you can like play it tone it down and be super casual you can turn it up and you can wear it it's amazing yeah. look i have a flag and anthem blazer yeah guys they have it all they got
1: their winner line in it's all available right now at flag and if you drop promo code dirty you get 25 percent off your first order guys that is a great discount let me just break it down for you in a mathematical sense if you drop a hundred dollars you get 25 dollars off that's a great deal you drop a thousand dollars, you get 250 bucks off. So go to flag drop promo code dirty to get 25% off. Send me a screenshot. Send Joe a screenshot. Send Dirty Sports a screenshot of your order, of you wearing it. Dude, look fresh. I mean, I have never not received a. Compliment. I always get compliments when I'm rocking Flag and Anthem. And it helps fucking, you know, not make people look at my fucking cancer head. They're like, oh, you're dressed nice at least. Even though you look like you just walked off the fucking set of American History X, you, know, you can still fucking pull it off. You know, like the other day, the mayor told me he's like, "Dude, you got to put on some fucking lighter." Like the way your the way your hair is now, you got to put on some
0: vibrant colors so that people don't think you're trying to out, be out there killing people. Does the mayor always come at you like that? Is that like a normal thing? What happen? I mean, the mayor's still and... rocking
2: the Gary Carter look. So what, I mean, what are we talking about? Here? <laughs> <laughs> The mayor the mayor is like a fucking f- a flapless batting helmet away from being fucking <laughs> Gary
0: Carter in the streets. Do you know who I thought he looked like was uh I'm running with that one. Was Matthew McConaughey's character in Tropic Thunder. You know, what I'm talking about the guy gets him the D V R or whatever in the jungle. But back to the point, does he always come at you like that? Oh my god, you got snot coming out of your neck. What's happening? What? Out yeah, or? you gotta hang her on there. God no, you're good now. It was yeah, le- it was legit,
2: it. fucking.
1: Jesus, I'm a disaster over here. Anyway, you want to wrap up this NFL talk?
2: Yeah. What are, what other games? Let's run through some games.
1: All right. We've covered this, this, this. Jets Bears didn't watch any of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I watched a little bit, but it, it's it's exactly what the score says was, maybe even a little worse. Like the Bears, the Bears fucking handled the Jets. The Jets aren't good.
1: He basically covered all these games, except Cardinals 49ers, which looked like the worst game. What I mean, was the
2: final of that, by the way?
1: 18 to 15. I did have it on at the end. The cards came back and won 18 to 15.
2: Rosen looked okay.
1: He's never going to be good. Okay. N- not on that team.
0: He's going to be the next David Carr. Or I'm sorry. What was the young? Yeah, David Carr. Yeah. For the Texans. Uh, but it's not
2: like the Cardinals are like a dumpster fire. They I mean, kind of are. They are. I mean they are right now. They're they're a joke, dude. I don't see it getting better.
1: I thought I thought the Broncos were gonna be in that game.
2: But like look, By hold way, on. the other
1: I wouldn't move on, but that's all right. What, what's but up? But like
2: the Cardinals, like, yeah, I mean, historically a pretty bad team, but I feel like they're a team that's changed. It happens a lot. Like new stadium, new vibe, like they've been competitive.
1: Oh, lately? Yeah. They've had squads,
2: dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't I don't know. Six. So.
1: The Cardinals don't win more than five games. The Cardinals no, I, probably I, don't win five I,
2: games. I agree, but like again, I I know that fucking they're two and six and they but like Rosen looks pretty good. I don't know what you're watching.
1: I mean I didn't watch the game today. Rosen looks good? I think yeah. I bet you Rosen's better than Darnold. I was just gonna ask that. Five years from now, you think Rosen will be better than Darnold? Yep. When it's all said and done. Yep. I don't know if either of them are gonna pan out. The two LA boys are gonna pan out. And
2: you're sold on Mayfield?
1: No, I'm not sold on him either. I also think all those guys are in some not the best situations.
2: Right. That's what happens when your team's really, really, really bad. You get high draft picks. But that's why I think Rosen will be okay. Like I I mean, the Jets, like talk about a team that's just never figured it out. Like the Jets are historically worse than the Cardinals.
1: In the last, like, 10 years?
2: Yeah. No, just historically. Like, the Jets. Jets going to Jets. Like. What I don't
1: understand about this this uh, this draft is everyone, it's such a high-rich, everyone's talking about the fucking quarterbacks. I, I mean, I could be wrong. I just don't think that this class is going to pan out to be what everyone thinks it's going to
2: be. I agree. Everyone's That's sp- why I'm uh, fucking, yeah, I'm happy we took Saquon at two.
1: Everyone is such a hard on. Like this is not going to be the fucking
0: the 83 draft. Or That's why I still talk about cuz that's the only one. Every or, or, year is supposed or, to be the new 83 yeah, the draft. Eli, I mean, yeah, ben ben, Eli B- Big Ben and, and and fucking Philip, Philip Rivers. Yeah. But that's not even a once in a decade thing. Like that's fucking what that? But even
2: if you look at the the quarterback like the the Goff, the Mahomes, the Watson, the Wentz, those guys are all more athletic. Yes. With bigger arms. Yes. I mean Josh Allen I know is like a cannon, but like and I know Mayfield's like a fun scrambler, but like now we're picking and choosing pieces as opposed to like Watson, Goff, Wentz, like these like oh you're 6'4 and you run and you're like to me I'm I, not, know, I know that those guys all didn't all come out of one class. I'm not but. sold
0: on Goff yet by the way. He can't be a pocket passer on a team that has no O-line. Yeah. You like that with the teams that draft first usually are, so.
1: I think I think Goff, you heard it here first. I hate to say. I told Cutter this today when we were watching. And I've been noticing this the last few weeks. I think Goff has potential to just. Have a meltdown. Complete meltdown in the playoff game. Oh,
2: well. He, he misses.
1: And even Troy Aikman said this today. Remember on that one pass to Cutter? I said it before Troy did. I'm like, dude, he's got these guys. Like. Those receivers know how to fucking run routes. Right. And he had multiple times. People are missing this because they're winning games. Where he's missing wide open receivers, where he's just standing in the pocket. I've
2: said it. I'll say it again. I think that McVeigh's strategy with Goff is he's like, don't throw a pick. I don't care if you overthrow a guy by five yards. Don't underthrow him by five yards. Which is like when you're talking about throwing balls into a window. And I agree with you. The competition... Gets more difficult when you get the playoffs. Obviously, you're playing a better class of team every round of the playoffs. But there is something about how good their fucking scheme is and that they have the ability to go, let's just hand Gurley the ball.
1: And I hope you're right because we saw it today. In the first half, Gurley was bottled up. The second half, he didn't rush for – his longest rush in the first half was seven yards. Second half, he finishes with over 120 yards. I mean, look, I get it. And by the way, much love to Gurley for not scoring that touchdown. That says a lot about him as a player. He could have padded those stats.
2: Got, I mean, he's got fucking 30 touchdowns already. So like, he's got
1: 15, but yeah, it, it's still it's not going to be easy to break that record. That says a lot about him, dude. I really think it does, that he didn't score a touchdown. Also,
2: there. wouldn't that have made it like a nine-point game or something like that? Like, no, because there's
0: only two. That's why I thought it was a good idea. So no, it wouldn't make an eight-point He misses the extra yeah, it point.
1: Missed it. Extra yeah. points are missed all the time. He mi- Dude, because if he scores, he misses the extra point. Nothing is out of the realm of possibility with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers gets a touchdown and a two-point conversion, and we're tied up going to overtime. That's what I'm saying. Like, Gurley, I know he killed fantasy owners and he killed the spread because apparently that spread was down to like, like around seven and a half to eight.
0: Yeah, but that's almost more memorable not scoring a touchdown. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I'm saying. It's, people will remember that more than if he would have gone in, so that's kind of smart PR by his part, too.
1: And I'm going to the next two games, the next two home games. And hopefully there'll be more Rams fans there, but I don't think it's going to change.
2: I mean, are you going as a juggalo?
0: No. <laughs> what if he went to Mexico City as a juggalo?
2: I'd fit in. Yeah, they'd be, they'd be that, like, that "Your Diaz still a muerte is shit." You don't look like a skeleton at all.
1: That's fine. We we we, we have we have the bets going. It's it's going to be. I, I have received DMs from dirt balls in different cities who have offered to go with me. It's going to fucking happen. I've I've already told you, the fucking juggalo thing will happen before the end of the 2018 season. I have until the Super Bowl. And we're fine on that, right?
0: Sure. I'm kind of glad you didn't go. I, I had some bad juju thinking that might be the second dent in your head going to another juggalo. The second dent before. in my
1: head equals fucking death.
0: Really? I mean, like a minor
2: one. You can still get a concussion, I mean, let's, can't let's, you? Come on. this. Yeah, let's not... Uh, I'm I'm glad you you know you made positive changes in your life because of your thing, but like these UFC guys are getting fucking kicked to death like every six months. Yeah, I don't, well, don't know,
0: Joe. Th- I just didn't want it to be the week I came here. Yeah, I, I yeah. was just being selfish about it.
1: I don't think I have the mental fortitude.
2: Of but Ruther's always UFC like, if I, could, if
0: I drink, I could die. It's like you probably you probably won't.
1: I didn't say that. It was you. Was it you who said that? No. It was you
0: who said that. Yeah, I just don't think your I brain made, should be I, Yeah, do I, I think if comment, you take a sip of beer, now, yeah. you're going to pass out and die. I don't think I that's going to happen. I made a comment to Cutter
1: the other day. I said, do you think there'll ever be that moment where like, I'm on a vacation in, like the Caribbean, and I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to have a fucking pina colada. And he's like, dude, your brain's going to explode. <laughs> You were the one who said it, Cutter. And you're like, dude, you're stuck
0: in the Caribbean. Like- no, only if like you just start drinking straight rum. And since your brain's... I'm not a fucking neuroscientist. If your brain just started swelling, I don't, I don't even know the extent of the palsy you have in your brain. I, Isn't, I don't your, know, brother- I'll- isn't I'll t- your brother a fucking... He's a physician, an emergency
1: physician. I don't. Well, he's smart. He went to know he's a doctor. Fucking ask him for me.
0: No, I don't want to. Let's see what happens. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding.
2: Anyway. We need an intern to blend up a pina colada.
1: <laughs> uh... I do want to announce this. We got a DM. I got to give him some love. We got a DM from, uh, let me look up here on the screen. Rich Montanami, if I'm reading that right. Uh, he said he was, speaking of $100, he said he would pay us $100 into the Thust Fund if we did an entire episode with no swearing and no like R-rated material.
0: Okay, easy.
1: Can we do it?
0: Will you get the money up front?
1: No, I trust him.
0: Yeah, we could do it. Nothing against rich, but it hasn't worked out for you guys in the past.
1: No, but that that was a different bet.
0: Okay, then I want to see it.
1: A hundred dollars, no swearing, and no like sex talk. I mean, no- I do
2: corporate fucking comedy shows all the time. And I do Ice House and shit like that. Like, I I do non dirty material. It's just a matter of not I think, slipping.
1: I think that's different. Okay, I think this is this is a lot easier to slip, and you drop an f bomb. Dirt balls. If anybody else, I think this is great. If anybody else wants to contribute to the dust fund.
0: Do you want to make it more funny if you guys were trying to antagonize each other during the show to like drop an F-bomb at each other?
1: Yeah, but we both want the money. This is for the show.
0: But maybe part of the bet should be be who could get the other one to blink first, kind of. Like another $100. Yeah, it should be like $50 $50
2: for each of us for going a whole show. And if I make it and you don't, then I just get the whole hundred.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that'd be entertainment. <laughs> the whole point
1: is the money's in the dust fund. Dust, 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 Guarantee
0: is dirt balls, though. Yeah.
1: All right, I think that's the show. Do we have anything else to talk about? Let's let's take a look at the rundown here. Do we have anything else?
2: No, we're not doing calls. No. Okay. Dude, we're almost at two hours. Anyway. You're keeping the Chargers ticket prices on the uh, rundown for two years. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can talk about. it. How about the fucking. Worst names in the NBA. I love that you put stuff on the rundown, and then you just like keep it.
0: I like how yeah, it's like a quarter of the rundown right yeah, there. It's, well, like we'll
2: week, it's like week twelve of last year. Like we'll Philip Rivers said, "Fuck." We still haven't talked about it.
0: We'll do worst
1: NBA arena names next episode. Now that baseball's over, we, we have more to talk. I
2: mean, it's the Talking Stick Resort Arena. Do we have to do it? <laughs> God damn it, Prano. <laughs> Smoothie King
0: Center. Smoothie King's kind of fun.
1: Okay, let's discuss it right now. Worst NBA arena That actually names. sounds like
0: fun. Go to the Smoothie King Arena at New Orleans, put some rum in that shit Walk yeah. around. I but have the three worst like
1: NBA arena names as the uh, the Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix, Smoothie King Center in New Orleans and the uh, Vivint Smart Home Arena Utah. They're all pretty bad. What's the
0: worst arena name?
2: He, I mean, I think Smoothie King's immediately out. At least there's some fu- fun factor to that.
0: Yeah. I like Talking Stick because that's just fun Native American. It's
2: at least a resort. Of Vivint Smart? What's uh
0: What's the one in Sacramento? Isn't that? I don't follow the NBA. Oh director. yeah, the, the, let me go through. I have a list of
1: all the current NBA. Re- By the way, they're all corporate.
0: Except Madison Square Garden.
1: But in all fairness... You're right. If prep- except Madison Square Garden. In all fairness, what?
0: If Preparation the H wanted to sponsor this show and threw money at arena. you guys, you would do it in a heartbeat, too.
1: Yeah, I'm also not an NBA franchise, and I agree. We would. I've, but no, I've already a- said this. everyone has their price. I've already said this. I am except,
2: ready- except Madison Square Garden. They don't have their price. <laughs> I've already said this.
0: I'm ready to sell out in a fucking se- God, in a second. God, I want to go there for a Big East tournament. You haven't I've, been? I've never been to That's Madison crazy. Square. That's crazy. Sacramento is. I the- usually go to the NCAA tournament, though. But so no. it's hard to do back. Honestly, I-
2: I've been to both. Big e- I mean, it's not the old Big East, obviously. And I haven't been since the new Big East. And I know that you're still a Big East fan. But I have gone to, like, you know, Ray Allen, UConn versus Kerry Kittles, Villanova. And it was more exciting than any March Madness game I've been to.
0: Really? I'll definitely have to do it over the years. But I, I kind of get sensitive to that. Like, I get it. it's not Syracuse, UConn, and Georgia. Yeah. I like those rivalries. I mean, nothing can top that in the 80s and 90s. That's when college basketball was basically born almost. But I I have a little bit of a gripe with the ESPN saying, like, there is no Big East anymore. I'm like, they don't on. Have the on. I, I know. I, of course the they're going to do that. East. But there's been some good, especially in the last couple of years, there's been it's been up to par. It's been good basketball. It's been great. So. Well,
1: Villanova's won. Look, yeah,
0: exactly. Villanova's. I mean, been they're great. the Big East. Uh, here's a bad one. Like you said,
1: Sacramento is the Golden One Center. The golden pretty, Shower Center. What? That's pretty bad. Isn't
0: that a
2: fucking Eddie Murphy movie? The Golden One. Golden Boy. Golden Child. Golden Child. Little Caesars Arena, Detroit. At least that's again. That's a. At least there's here. some like. Did it start in Detroit? to it.
1: Yeah, Little Caesars. Start. I haven't had Little Caesars in the longest time. Talk about giving you some fucking
2: mud, butt, and diarrhea. I've had Little Caesars like three times in my life. Yeah,
1: and and and, and once again, I know we've told the story. I introduced me and Guy and Couch introduced you.
2: Yeah, because when I was a kid, it's the same thing with Sonic. Like when I was a kid, I see the commercials, like Pizza Pizza. There wasn't a fucking Little Caesars within a hundred miles of my house. Like I'd never once had Little Caesars ever. I was like, I wanted this pizza pizza shit. <laughs> the Sonic, those fucking guys doing fucking improv in the car. I'm like, man, those those ices seem good. It's not a, there's not a Sonic anywhere near me either. Now there is probably. You, where, where, where would be a Sonic near us? I have no idea. I think that's Midwest shit, man. You drive up, fucking people on roller skates and shit. I've never seen one. You don't have a Sonic in Cincinnati? Not that I'm there's aware the of. There's a fucking Sonic in they, Cincinnati. All, the first time I went to a Sonic, I was in uh, Kansas City.
1: Yeah, it's definitely some fat Midwest person shit. <laughs> Just fucking.
2: What were, the, what were the. Attacking Cutter, basically. I'm not. The cutter's not
0: fat. I'm not attacking know, Cutter.
2: Guy's still in the Midwest.
0: What were the pizza wars in the 90s? Like Little Caesars had its foot long, uh, Domino's had its dominator. Oh, you're right. That was a big I deal. Think, I think that's what did it. In the that, Midwest. Was, that was a big <laughs>
1: dude, Dude, growing up in the Midwest, that was a big Just deal.
0: copious amounts of beef. Yeah, they <laughs> had like
1: beefs. Like, uh, yeah, pizza. Wait, Pizza Hut had what? I don't remember. The Bigfoot or some shit. So that, <laughs> Domino's definitely hit the Domino's. It dominator. was the gluttony
0: bowl across the board, but Yeah.
1: It was just like because it's not like you know, where we grew up, like that's what you do. Even though like Cincinnati locally, La Rose's is really good. Like that's a little chain, but it's really like you I think you'd like it. La Rose's writes the best chain in Cincinnati for, for pizza.
0: Yeah, but it's more about the calzones and, like, meatball sandwiches. I don't think their pizza's are that great. Really? Yeah, I, I always get a calzone. I went there
1: with Jared Lorenzen. My homeboy went to
0: town. That's good. It's better than, like, your average I don't chain think he's pizza. he's really, but... like, you know, I don't think he has a really high bar. <laughs>
1: Dude, he's oh, he's losing the weight now. Yeah. And his team's playing good. Me and Carter, real quick plug for next week. Look at next week's SEC. I want to talk about that real quick. Let's do it. Bama is they opened it 14 and a half point favorite on the road at number four LSU. It's the largest spread ever in LSU history as a home team. Wow. 14 and a
2: half. That's crazy considering that like they haven't been yeah, they had some great years. the last couple of years.
1: But 14 and a half? Yeah. Put all your money on LSU to cover that right now. If you can get it at 14 and a half. Mark my words.
0: They will keep that. Up. Their defense is fucking good you have the spread on the Georgia-Kentucky game? Because that's the SEC East. I mean, obviously, whoever wins the West. Do we settle on more. a
2: worst N- NBA arena? What's f- Indiana, by the way, these days? I always hated they call it Market Square Arena.
0: I was like, is this some Canseco?
1: sort of Madison Square Garden? It's it. Banker, Banker's Life. It's yeah. Banker's Life Fieldhouse.
0: I've been there. Actually. I actually like that arena. Banker's Life Fieldhouse. That's pretty bad. Is it pretty bad? Yeah, it's pretty bad.
2: Banker's Life? What's that? Working behind a fucking... Working as a teller all day, going out and getting a hand job from the fucking Puerto Rican girl that <laughs> works the fucking booth next to you. It's a banker's life.
1: George is a 10 point favorite. Where's that game at? It's at Kentucky. I know that much. Ooh, big game. Yeah, big games to look forward to next week. Anyway, that's the show. Guys, I think we're going to try to do a clean show coming up. Maybe we'll do it next episode. $100 into the Thust Fund. No swearing, no sex talk. No fucking. Uh, no, I can't say that. I can't even say. I can't. Even, I can't even promote it without saying fucking.
2: I really do think that there needs to be like. I think you're the right. Challenge some, some sort of challenge. I'll just set Ruther off really quickly. Every like, take that really.
0: No, you have to bait the hook. You have yeah. to escalate hey, good it. Good luck, oh, bro. Because yeah. I'm scheduled to do
1: another fucking. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. I'm <laughs> well,
0: yeah, where's the line on what, what's a customer? Is it goddammit, it? Like, is this guy religious or? Where, you can't say we God damn it
1: i am gonna do a float lab this week. I showed Cutter where the float lab is, by the way.
0: Oh, uh, I meant to get you a gift card for letting me stay here, but I kind of forgot. Sorry, oh, right, well. Cutter.
1: Your friendship is all I need. That is the ultimate gift. See? I'm I'm relaxed
2: now.
0: It is a lot.
1: Prano, you got a great show next Sunday at the comedy store? I do. Eddie get your ass out.
2: Yes. If you're if you're in LA, you're around LA. Uh I I, I printed it the last couple of weeks, but it's next Sunday. So we won't be doing our podcast next Sunday night. It'll be have to be Monday morning. Uh, it's for the Save the Waves Coalition. It's uh, Comedy Wipeout, all surfing co- comedians. Me, Eddie, uh, Chad Goes Deep, Monty Franklin, Andrew Norelli, and Moshe Kasher, who apparently surfs. I did not know that. Um, so, yeah, come out to that. It's going to be a great show. I mean, it's pretty pretty goddamn good lineup in the main room which is the the big room, and all the money goes to charity unless Eddie steals it and, you know, fixes his bus.
1: Yeah, and if... I want to put this out to... uh Fat Jason Kidd, I think Prano will be in the Bay again. That's right. And if you want to watch Prano, watch football. <laughs> yeah,
2: Friday, Friday, November 9th, I'm at the Setup, which is in the Tenderloin in San Francisco. Saturday, Oakland at Laugh City. Sunday, Santa Cruz at the Crow's Nest. Monday, I may or may not be attending the Giants at Niners. Let's be honest, no one wants to watch that fucking monkey shit fest, but I'll be there, so maybe. Uh, and then Tuesday at the Throckmorton Theater, which I believe is in Marin County and it's supposed to be a fantastic show. So if you're in the Bay Area, you really can't miss a show. I'm in fucking Oakland, San Fran, Marin, no and Santa Cruz. So pretty much cover the entire Bay.
1: Yeah. And uh we're gonna be doing some more live um podcast not a podcast, live streaming of NFL games, NBA yeah. games, whatever you guys name it. So subscribe to us on YouTube. That way you get the alert Let's say Joe, because I know how Joe and I, Joe might just text me like, the LeBron's on tonight. He's playing the fucking Rockets. Yeah. I forgot about it. I'm coming over. We're going live. So subscribe to us on YouTube. That way you get the alert. And uh, koozies, more koozies will be sent out tomorrow. Um, thanks for everybody who has sent me a screenshot of using our promo code or, our, or leaving an iTunes review.
2: Just since you brought them up. And it... The title off of the boat. Since you brought up the Rockets, the Rockets are suddenly bad now. How'd that Ooh. happen? Oh, Save that
0: Carmelo image. Anthony. But I will be performing four shows at Madison Square. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Uh, <laughs> at follow me. Market Square. Me. <laughs> uh, follow me, Chad C49 on Twitter. Always like hearing from the Dirtballs. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Cutters A Cutters. He's in- headlining <laughs> Bankers Life Arena. Well, the shows are all sold out as of now. So get on SeatGeek.
1: Well, we did learn today that. <laughs> Via FaceTime, that Cutter's adorable two year old son is the number one Andy Ruther fan. And uh, he didn't
0: like your hair though. He didn't? No. What did he, he say? He said, put it back. Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Tough crowd. You're literally scaring children.
2: Well, so much for me getting laid in. Is anytime Uncle soon. Andy going to curb me now? It's funny. It's Andy
1: Ruther.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's great. All right, guys, that's the show. Follow Joe at Fix Your Life on Twitter at Joe Prano on Instagram. Me at Andy Ruther on Twitter. My boy Cutter here at chadc C49. All of uh, our stuff is at The Dirty Sports, and that is it. Thanks for listening, and most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.